All right. So, greetings, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the episodic discussion for the Sonic podcast, Sonic the Hedgehog. Featuring Knuckles. Yeah, featuring Knuckles as well, because I like that lock on technology. Knuckles. Uh, we're going to get right into it and introduce everyone before we talk about the Blue Hedgehog. So, I'm Renegade Operative, and i like to introduce Brendan. Hi, everybody. I am back from... What was the last time I've been here? I don't remember anymore. It's probably a Resident <laughs> Evil podcast. I forget. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. I'm back. Glad to be back. Yay. Next up is Drew Mar. Hello, that's me. And, uh... I am currently using my headset, so I hope my quality's okay. I'm gonna try to switch to my microphone later when I'm back home. And I am excited because I know too much about Sonic and the lore. (laughs) Um, Although I haven't actually taken a look at the questions yet, so I don't know what they're gonna entail. But I also have with me Vector. Vector? Hey guys, it's Vector. Gotta find the computer room. All right, that's enough out of him. All right, next up is Aurora. Hi, pleasure to meet you. This is my first time on the podcast, but uh, I'm also really excited for this since Sonic has just been such a franchise that I've been invested in for a long time as a kid and maybe not as much as in adulthood, but it's something that I'm still pretty passionate about. So, pleasure to meet you all. Looking forward to it. Right, right. What about you, buddy? Introduce yourself. From my days of going back about 30 years ago, waiting for not one, but two Sonic cartoons. I've been ready for this podcast for a a long time. So let's blast through this podcast with Sonic speed. Almost thought that was going to go the blast processing route, but you know, we'll get to that later. Uh, Kaneki, introduce yourself. All right. I'm Google Order here and I'm, I'm being arrested for insider trading, you know? Okay, then. You had to bring that up. <laughs> I have to. Oh, it's, it's a Sonic podcast, <laughs> after all. When when the uh, iron is still no good. Oh, I know what you're talking. God damn it. Well, yes. All right. Drill, introduce yourself. Okay. Yeah, I'm excited for this one. And, uh, mainly because I've been getting back more into Sonic lately, so I should be excited for what for what's gonna be on this podcast all right time to install that Yu-Gi-Oh and uninstall it uh all right we're going to do the purple format so that means you know we're all gonna take turns on these questions and try to get through them as quick as possible just like Sonic so the first question is what was your first introduction into the Sonic franchise when was the first time you got familiar with it we'll start with Aurora first Alright, um, I've been playing Sonic since Sega, like Sonic the Hedgehog 1 um, was definitely my sort of introduction to the franchise. I played that a lot. On Sega, my cartridge actually burned out. Uh, I didn't really know much about like the character or lore-wise, and I, I imagine then really there wasn't a whole lot. Like at Sega, it wasn't like we were really using the internet or anything of that nature. Uh, but I think Sonic the Hedgehog 2, I remember the Christmas morning that I got that on Sega, that's when I really fell in love with the series and it like left a special place in my heart i'll go next oh what the hell yo sonic came in with fast speed and messed up the connection yeah drew your headset was a little messed up but i i guess i'll go next yeah the wind got caught in it uh i want to go next real quick though uh 
I got into Sonic by playing it on the Genesis, so of course I'm an old head. Uh, the first Sonic game that I played was Sonic 2. Honestly, my story is not that intriguing. I just saw it lying around because it wasn't mine, and I saw the game case with Sonic on it and Tails, and I was like, what is this? Like, why are these guys here doing like these thing in um green hill zone so i i i was intrigued by it as well as mortal kombat so i decided to play sonic first and when i played it i was like this is absolutely fucking amazing uh because i started off as a mario freak uh so that was the first platformer that i was introduced into and then when i played sonic that was like a whole nother level for me so um really was enticed by it although i admit when i did my first playthrough i decided not to play it anymore because i was scared shitless at the water level and the music that came in when you were drowning so i heard that for the first time and i was like no nah, I'm, I'm not playing this no more i'm done uh but that is my introduction yeah that's my introduction into sonic I, I drowned once that was it stopped playing it for like a year and then i played it again after sonic 3. so you know my yeah I go next yeah, go ahead. I'm back. I'm back in the car. So, um, oh, sorry. Um, uh, before I before I hit the wind, if I do, I just want to say my intro. This is Drumaru. Uh, my intro was the very first Sonic game. I think it was the year it came out. I got a Sega Genesis for Christmas, and it was actually the second game I played. The first game I played was Jurassic Park because I was really into dinosaurs and I didn't know what Sonic was. And I was like, okay. After that, I popped in Sonic, and I was like, yo, who is this blue hedgehog thing? Oh, this is awesome. And I was hooked ever since. I think I was about five. I don't remember my exact age at the time, and I don't feel like doing math right now. <laughs> but that was my intro, and I could pass it on to the, the next person who was about to talk. Brandon, it was your turn. Yeah, back to moi. Oh, in my case, though, um... I was in, let's say, elementary school. My friend, uh, known for a long time before we had to you know, split up because we moved to different parts of the world. Irrelevant, but important. Uh, so um, he um, introduced me to Sonic and, ironically enough, Mortal Kombat. Uh, but he had, like, the, um, the, all the Sonic games from, I want to say, the first game all the way down to Adventure 1? Yeah, yeah, all those games on PC, and that's how I got introduced to Sonic. I played every single one of them every time we were done after school. So, but that's how I got into that franchise. And eventually I got a PS2, and I gradually started building up my collection. In fact, one day I went to a GameStop with my mom, and we bought a shit ton of games, including Sonic. So, yeah, I've been investing in Sonic for a long time, though. But not as much nowadays, because uh, just certain things with like either community or has Sega's run the um IP, particular sub characters I like, I'm not a fan of, so I just gradually stay on the wayside on Sonic nowadays. So yeah, that is my um soapbox for Sonic. And what about you, Rat Rat? It's a lot simpler. I was in a Super Nintendo family until I went over to my neighbor's house who had just gotten a Sega Genesis with Sonic the Hedgehog. I fell in love with the speed of the game, and Christmas that following year, I got a Sega Genesis and Sonic the Hedgehog 2, and the rest is history. Uh, next up is Mr. Kaneki. Let me one up you on the most on the most simplest things. Uh, my first introduction to the Sonic franchise was simply uh, when my brother allowed me to play on the Genesis and the games that you know 
that he got on it was Sonic, Streets of Rage 2, etc. And and what made me interested in the in the first Sonic game when I first picked it up is how fast he plays and you know how how he's different from Mario in almost every aspect. Uh what I got familiar with Sonic is the way um is the way when you for, when you play the game and, and you notice the the stages are much or much prettier to look at while you're playing the game. That's my first in, uh introduction to this franchise. Alright, so we're done with this question. We're gonna move on to question uh, wait, I didn't even say my part. Oh, I forgot you were here, Drill. Oh, no. oh no. Wow. <laughs> Anyway, well, I, go ahead. I, I got introduced with the 3D games, funny enough. Ooh. At least, I think, like, the Dreamcast ones, those are good. Oh, okay. And then I had the unfortunate... Unfortunately, I ended up playing Sonic 06 as well, which Ooh. wasn't the greatest. Unleashed was pretty decent, and so was Colors. But yeah, I didn't play many much of the Genesis games until recently. It was mainly the 3D games for me. Alright, so we're going to move on to question number two. How do you feel about the game mechanics that Sonic introduced at the time? Uh, these game mechanics made Sonic stand out versus competitors like Mario. How do you feel about them? Uh, Aurora, I want you to go first. Alright, um... I feel like Sonic, um, the way it was introduced and like playing it, uh, I think, uh, you know, in comparison to something like Mario, it was a lot faster paced. Um, I think, you know, no shot at like Nintendo or anything like Mario had great music too. But I don't think like in the franchise as a whole, like no matter how bad the game is, like I heard Sonic 06 mentioned, we just don't talk about that one. Um, in my personal opinion, some people um, unironically enjoyed it and that's fair. How dare you? I'm just kidding. <laughs> um but no so uh like listening like i think uh consistently across like the franchise every sonic soundtrack is a banger so not only you just hear running around really fast of like sound effects but it's also very similar to mario you know you're jumping like you're jumping on their head or you can roll through them if you know you they don't have spikes or something of that nature but i think there was a layer to that you're also collecting rings and getting checkpoints and like there's like the chaos emeralds and I remember the first time, because, like, I beat Sonic the Hedgehog 2, and it took a long time to beat it. Like, me and my cousin, we played it several times, and, you know, several game overs, but eventually we beat it. But then going through the special stages, that was, like, a whole nother experience. Um, when you get all seven Chaos Emeralds for the first time in 2, I, like, like I went, like, ballistic. But, um, no, I think it's, it stood out. It's very something that's really easy to pick up, like most older games. But it was so fast-paced, it really just felt like you were progressing, and I can't ever fault it for that. Um, also, just as an aside, like, the drowning mechanic, too, I thought that was, uh... You mentioned that, Renegade, and um, I also was terrified of water stages. I actually don't even swim now. I think Sonic probably caused that. So I remember hearing the music and the drowning sound. It didn't prevent me from the game, but I could not stand being in the water. I would freak out every time, and that's, like, a thing in every game now. I'm always worried about it. But no, I think um, it stood out because... Um, it was like it was similar but different, and it was so fast-paced. And there's like a lot of collectibles and things like that. So for me, um, I think that was a really good way to go about it. It was like simple, but there was a lot to it, and that's why I think you know speedrunners and stuff like that now can still enjoy it so much because like you learn these strategies, and it makes me kind of want to learn it too. Like I 
realize that maybe I don't know how to play the game after seeing speedrunners. Next up is Drew. What is your thoughts on the gameplay mechanics? Uh, I really like them. And uh, I grew up as a Sega kid, uh, not as, with a Super Nintendo. So to this day, I suck at the old Mario games. And I just cannot wrap my head around the mechanics of how slippery Mario is. Uh, so Sonic just feels so right for me. So um, whenever I play another 2D side scroller probably instinctually i tackle it like sonic because that's what i grew up on um but yeah i think it was unique in how fast it was and there was a lot of um people tr or companies trying to copy that um and i think the best example i could think of is how uh, i think konami made the uh, tiny tune adventures games um and the buster's hidden treasure one specifically which was on sega genesis and i think the super nintendo one also, but Buster was able to run really fast with his legs running like a loop. So I feel like they were probably either making a nod to Sonic, if not trying to copy Sonic. Um, and the, the the difference, though, is in Sonic, the levels are meant for you to go fast. In a game like Tiny Toons, where you can move fast, I feel like you get punished for moving fast because there's too many like spikes and stuff. So I think... From what I can remember, out of the games that I've played from competitors, they might have put in the Sonic Speed but didn't build the levels right, or they might have tried to copy some things from Sonic that I can't think of but did it in a different way and maybe it just didn't work out as well. Um, so for me, Sonic was was perfect. <laughs> so um, the gameplay of one, two, three, Knuckles, and I guess CD, even though I didn't grow up with a... Uh, a, a Sega CD um, has the same physics and mania. So, you know, they all feel so silky smooth. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to interject and take my turn. So I, I agree with that. Um, Sonic is just meant to be like super fast, which is the like whole appealing nature to it. I, I brought up the blast processing as a joke, but that's like, no matter if they couldn't describe that like accurately it's true like whatever was meant to go on that game was meant to be quick and as succulent as possible so um one of the things that i liked is that you could just go quick get through the level really fast as you can and the stages were well accommodated for that like these long stretches with uh bat nicks all over the place and then you get to the boss and you have to figure out what crazy machine is Robotnik gonna get in next and try to like kick our ass so uh I I liked that element from the first and the second one just like expanded that and the third one also made it a lot more fun as well so uh it has a very very simple element of platforming but it all just works with how quick and uh how much you can acquire throughout the levels um we're gonna talk about it in later questions but there's also add-ons to that like the special stages which were hit or miss uh in some categories but overall at least they did a lot to vary up the gameplay which is you know the greatest compliment I can give as opposed to other platformers where the stages don't work, the levels don't work, too many spikes, uh, the character's too slow. I've seen that as well. So I, I commend Sonic for at least sticking that landing on gameplay formula throughout the years. So Drill, yeah, it, it is your turn, sir. I was going to add 
just interjecting. Was blast processing even a real thing or just PR speak? I no, it's think it's PR, PR talk. Basically, yeah. because um, the system itself is faster than the Super Nintendo. Because literally, by if you look at a spreadsheet, by all accounts, the Super Nintendo is stronger, but it's a slower um clock speed or GPU or whatever. I forgot which one component was slower. So Sega took that little thing and literally ran with it to a point where that became a console war type um head talk. What was that thing that it was faster in? Oh, that's, I don't remember. It might be the um, GPU or CPU clock speed wise in general. Yeah. Like, I don't remember specifically oh, what it was though, but it was like there's something sixteen bit versus thirty two bit. I think there is no, like something the SNES is better on at like the sound, but that's like a whole other topic. Yeah, but yeah. For me, I'm more of a I'm actually a Mario person. That's what I've always played oh, go. for as a kid. <laughs> Yeah, like I owned a Super Nintendo. I didn't even own a Genesis until a lot later. But I own both. They're not. But yeah, but it's not bad. Like, like Mario just has like a certain control to it that makes it very fun to play, especially once you get to like Mario Bros. Three and Super Mario World, and Sonic. And Sonic with the first one, yeah, I don't even think you could do the spin dash in it. But it, but it was all about like having to move fast throughout stages and know when to stop. Although they definitely refined it with the second one. I never played CD though. I heard that one was good. Brandon. But yeah. Oh, okay. <clears throat> well, um, what got me into Sonic like that? Uh, basically. Now, really not, I started with Mario for disclosure as well, but Sonic killed me more. But reason why is because I love the sense of speed and style that Sonic had. Like, as simple as like having an idle um stance, like not even Marvel, Mario has it. But yeah, I love I love the level design more in Sonic games and how also Sega. Now, rather it be a hit or a miss, though, I, I give them credit though. They actually do got a way to change something up to keep the um experience fresh. My biggest complaint with Mario, for example, is that no, they get too samey. Even if you take, I don't take a particular gimmick in, into account, like say in Sunshine or Galaxy, though, it's still like you're running the middle, no three D Mario game in a way, right? So, so I don't try to disrespect those games though. They are good games. Don't get me wrong, but like I want to at least have something a little different, more variety inside my games, right? Which is why I gravitate to Sonic more. Simple fact that almost every game they come in, right? Even if it's from the same era, like the Boost era, like where it's just the current one for the most part, uh, or the Adventure era, they do it. They do have something in each game that will deviate from it from the previous one. Like Sonic Heroes, the team shit, Shadow the Hedgehog, the Hero Evil system, you know, and so on and so on. So yeah, that's what um keeps me invested to Sonic. Right, right. What about you? What do you think on this uh, gameplay experimentation question? To me, Sonic was the perfect combination of two of my favorite genres of video games, platformers and racing games. You can get through the stage as fast as humanly possible, and in some cases, it's not a suggestion. But what really makes it stand out compared to Mario is that in Mario, just about every stage has... One specific plane, that's it. You never really need to take the high route unless there's, like, bonuses. 
Sonic's levels, I know we want to talk about this later, but it really was one of the things that put it above Mario. Some of the stages in the older Sonic games just had multiple paths. Like, bottom, like there's a bottom level, a middle level, and a top level. And you can take whatever path you want to take to get through the level, either as fast as possible, or if you're trying to get to the special stage, which we will get to later, as safely as possible. Maybe the path has like less baddies or less hazards, and if you know that, it, you can only benefit from it. And Neki, it is your turn. They stole a lot of the good answers, but... Uh... What I feel about the game mechanics, uh, the, you know, obviously from Sonic is the, is like I said, the way he, the way he normally runs is super fast, super quick. At that point, you might as well, you might, it might as well be a game where it's nothing but uh, testing. I mean, you might as well be a speed running game, like like one of the first games to test out how speed running can do in a game. Um, what made it stand out? What what makes me uh, think Sonic stands out? from other competitors like Mario is, I gotta say, his attitude. If you've seen the ads from back in the days, like, instead of his old happy, jolly Mario, this this man Sonic is, like, a cocky, a cocky edge attitude Sonic. That wave, that was a wave his finger, and if you see one of the ads, it's like, maybe he's doing that at one of the, one of the old ladies. Like, that's that cocky attitude I like from Sonic. All right, so we're gonna finish with that, and we're gonna move on to the dreaded special stages in, in Sonic. Uh, so I'll go first on this, and then I'll let everyone else go. Uh, okay. I <laughs> some of them are really simple, and the ones that get on my nerves, like uh, the the collect all rings in Sonic Two. It pissed me off so bad. Oh, yeah, especially with that delay. It was awful. Uh, yeah, I, I don't mind Blue Spears uh, that much in Sonic 3, but for some reason, it's always that one stage where it's like, I, I cannot do this because what happens is I collect a spear and then uh, it sends me all the way back where I bounce off something and then I'm like, well, I'm, I'm not going to jump over that, so I'm going to fail. But uh, it's relatively easier compared to Sonic 2. Uh, the one in Sonic, what was it? I, I think it was Sonic CD, where you're chasing the, um, machine and you have to collect all the blue balls, the blue balls. <laughs> uh, that one, that one also was not that great to me because I, I could not just keep up in time and, and destroy Robotnik's machine. So, uh, they are very hit or miss. Uh, I, I think the ones that are simple, like you just go into like a pinball room and you just jump in the middle and keep getting coins and stuff like that until they boot you out. That's, I don't mind that one at all, but, uh, there's the thing with the camera in Sonic one where you can't rarely twist the fucking stage. So I'm like, I just fall into the out of the stage so they all are going to be hit or miss depending on what you feel about them uh brandon i want you to go next on this question uh um i never liked the special stages at least in um in the 2d games i would tell you right now it's a skill check issue i'm not even gonna bother with my time with that shit 
If I want to know what happens with the Chaos Emeralds, man, I got to use it for it. I was like, I, just, I was just never good at stuff, man. Cause especially the whole trial and error nature of it. Scrub once, it was GG's from there. I, I didn't like that shit. Hmm. True Mara, it's your turn. I'm here. Um, see, I, I like them in theory, but I don't think they were perfect. And, um... Each since each game had a different special stage, um, it wasn't like it was to complete a special stage wasn't a skill inherent to playing Sonic. It was just a skill for a completely different game. So um, I like them, but I have issues with how imperfect they can be. They improved on them at least two. Um, in the mobile port, which was then put in Sonic Origins because they increased the frame rates. You can actually see stuff that's coming at you now. <laughs> um, before that, you had to pretty much memorize the layout just so you you knew what was coming up. Um, and what I did like in Origins was that you can use coins to replay them, which is good for the casual gamer because when it came to playing the CD version where you had to um, destroy all the UFOs, I think I blew through like so so many coins in Sonic Origins just trying to get them because I like I said I didn't grow up with a CD I didn't grow up playing that game so I mean because I grew up playing Sonic 1, 2, and 3 and Knuckles I was able to do those special stages because I played them a million times so I think about from the perspective of someone who's playing it for the first time they're going to be probably <laughs> close to impossible um, so to lock the 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 true ending behind them uh for for Sonic 3 and Knuckles I can see that being annoying for someone who doesn't want to go back and keep replaying it um but but the theory in theory the idea of oh here's a little mini game you can play uh to unlock something I like that but I think that it's not perfect um and that's not like a, a uh, get good moment I mean I did them I beat them it's just it's like it kind of takes away from your time playing Sonic. You're kind of like, all right, let me put Sonic to the side and try to beat this mini game. And I could see it getting frustrating. It sometimes gets frustrating in the in the modern games as well, like uh, uh, I think Rush Adventure and um, what was the other one I was just thinking? Rush Adventure and there was another one in particular. Oh, Sonic Heroes, um, because you had to go through a whole level uh, without getting hurt. Like, because you had to, you had to get the key, but you drop the key if you take damage. So you had to pretty much perfect a level uh, if you were holding onto a key, and then beat the special stage. So I mean, again, in theory, I like them, but I think they're far from perfect. And uh, to lock secret endings behind them when they're far from perfect can be very frustrating. What about so, you? What about you, yeah. Rat Rat? Damn it, I was hoping somebody wouldn't mention the Sonic Heroes special stages. <laughs> For the reason of everybody talks about the special stages from the Genesis era, but I don't see anyone talking about the special stages from Sonic Heroes. Because in my mind, they're the Sonic 2 special stages done better. It is all about speed it and momentum. On the team you're playing with, with, though. It is all about speed and momentum. You don't have to collect X amount of rings just to advance. You just need to be fast enough to grab the emerald at the end. And there are plenty of hazards 
to throw you off, to attempt to impede your progress. It is all about speed, and that's actually one of my favorite special stages. Also, getting, getting through them as Team Rose is preferable because easiest stages, shortest stages, and getting I that final one. <laughs> impossible to play with Team Rose because they're actually slower. Their, their stages are shorter and easier so to accommodate. Right, but they're special stages. Uh, they don't run as fast, so it's like impossible yeah. to actually complete well, with them. Yeah, that is not true. Catch twenty two. If you if, done it with yeah. Team Rose, and I've done it with really? Team Dark. Yeah, like, I stand corrected. I think they're just, I think they're just harder. That's what, I remember reading that, and when I finally um, was able to manage getting through Hang Castle with Team Dark, I don't know how I did that. Then, like the special stage, I remember just completing instantly because they were faster. If you pick up enough orbs, you're moving at a speed where it just doesn't matter. The emerald's in front of your face before you know it. Yeah, especially if you're on the ceiling. So there's no obstacles up there, so you can just use that to your advantage and call it a day. Yep. So those stages aren't as bad, but I usually make it a rule when it comes back to going back to classic Sonic games. How much of a pain in the butt is it to collect all the Chaos Emeralds? And when I went back and did that for Sonic Origins, I found that Sonic 1 was the least frustrating. Because with Sonic 2, even with the improved special stages, you can't really see the hazards coming. And even if you do, it's probably too late or you're not at the right perspective. Like, Blue Spheres, Blue Spheres is uh, honestly fine. It was also fine in Sonic Mania as well, which is thankful for that game. We'll get to it. Um, I see what people mean about the, the special stage in Sonic CD. Oh, the perspective in that is way off. You're, you're sort of jumping ahead of time, so you don't jump at the right time to catch the UFOs, and you either miss them or you jump too early. But to me, Sonic Heroes does the special stages just right. You basically have to earn your secret ending, and you're given plenty of chances to do so, unlike the Genesis games where most of the time, your shots are one and done. I'm probably the only person that liked that one and, one and done. You, you don't get it? That's it. Do it all over. Or you could just use the exploit like I did, where if you press the reset button on some stages, I believe they will send you back and you'll still have your progress uh, on special stages for like Sonic 2. Because I, I remember I could do that. I, was I like, think all of them, actually. I could do that with Sonic 3. Yep. You can uh, do a special stage. Um, technically, you can, to do it even faster, you can put the, the level select code in to select the special stage. Um, complete the special stage uh regardless if you get it or not when it enters level one uh then you just press restart instead of turning the system off and then on again and it saves that you collected the emeralds somehow and you could put the level select code in again on the title screen go to the special stage and it takes you to the next one and you just keep doing that until uh you get them all and uh start the game off with all the emeralds although you can't be super in the first game Yep, but I think you can pr maybe do that in the other ones. Probably can. Yeah, in two and three, uh, I'm not sure about exploit, but yeah, y'all can get those super in those games. All right. Yeah. 
Uh, one thing though, like, mm -hmm. see, I won't have an issue with the one and done thing. The special stages were actually good. I just don't like them. So, oh. Yeah. Uh, well, Aurora, you go next. All right. Um, I have to say, like, yeah, it seems like a, you guys have a lot of different conflicting opinions about the special stages, but I love them. Like, I was very much into them. The one that I actually liked the least was the sort of like drop in the middle, sort of like the world spinning around, and you had to like. I don't know if it was like, you had to like make your way to the Chaos Emerald by this combo. It was like pinball, but it wasn't exactly like pinball. That was my least favorite, but even then I didn't hate it. Um, I know that there was, the, it was definitely a lot of sort of uh, skill issues in those. Like, I mean, I loved Sonic the Hedgehog too. I didn't really have any issues with that. And I was just like, like a kid. Like, I mean, um, I didn't have a whole lot of issues with it. I can see where like sometimes it is like, man, I just got to memorize that this is coming. But for me, that was part of the journey. Um, and experience so i just like you know i think you know like the one and done it was like acceptable uh to me because it was like well i just have to you know go back and do it or whatever and i was like still struggling to sort of beat the game anyway because i you know it was one thing like you couldn't even do, you had to not get hit like beating like death egg zone because there's literally no rings you had to go through metal sonic and the death egg and um not get hit and that took me a while to figure out i was like like, you know, me being like five or six years old, how to do that. But um, I thoroughly enjoyed that journey. Um, uh, speaking to Sonic Heroes, and I forgot, I completely forgot until you guys had said that. And I played Sonic Heroes, and I remember, you know, getting all the Chaos Emeralds for that one as well. And like uh, completing that, like I forgot that there was like a whole no damage run thing. And I guess I thoroughly enjoy those sort of skill checks. Um, I think games now don't have a lot of skill checks per se. Yeah, you have to memorize a pattern, but I think like when you're playing something like Sonic and you know, you get to a certain point and you get that game over, no matter how deep you are, it's not you, unless you're, you know you're like playing like an emulator and you're like save stating or whatever, but that wasn't the case back then. Um it was I thoroughly enjoyed that uh you have to sort of get good um so to speak and I miss that in a lot of games. I think that uh I wouldn't mind seeing some more of that, like sort of like arcade style format of you, you know, pop in your coins or whatever. And if you make it, you make it. If you don't, you got to pop in some more quarters or whatever. Like I, I don't hate that experience. And I was just talking with friends earlier. But no, I think that the special stage design is like really cool. And I think the reward was worth it at the end too. Like, I mean, getting supersonic, uh, you know, after, you know, getting all the chaos emeralds, I think the reward was worth it. And, you know, like our endings and stuff of that nature, because it gave it replayability um maybe the execution um i never played sonic cd so i can't speak to that one special stage but like you know i i think there are definitely design flaws um sometimes but i think in the greater scope of things i i highly appreciated them i love those things um i like doing it now like i'll play sonic 2 sometimes and i'm like i'm gonna try and get through you know all the chaos emeralds um and there's like different routes too like uh not maybe not as much in like older titles but it felt like you could go different paths I, I know sonic mania is really good about that as well um there's so many different paths you can take and then there's that whole part of the journey you're experienced too so and maybe that falls more into the mechanics but it's just something that i appreciate in the series as a whole drill bit good buddy what about you all right um honestly i didn't mind the special stages Although this was playing on like the newer version, so I never experienced like the low FPS, but it sounds like they were just trying to bite off more they could than they could chew. 
at least it was it seemed cool at the time though so i guess people didn't mind it back then i mean everyone else is pretty much was on right on the dot so i didn't have much else to add you got anything to say Kaneki, before we do this side question uh no all right before we before we flip off this subject sorry my i wanted to make sure my memories got this right since it's been a very long time since i played heroes i'm pretty sure the key for the special stage is don't die not don't get hit i'm just making sure that that was the actual condition because i'm pretty sure that's like don't die is the condition for the special stage in heroes yeah. Well, the well, the, the don't the don't get hit is in reference to completing the level to play the special stage first. Okay. Because okay. you have to I, hold on to the key. Yeah, I thought it was just don't die because if you die, you lose the key. No, I think if you get hit, you actually lose the key. Yeah. I want to say I recall a mini restarting the stage for some reason. Yeah. So, I don't think it was probably another reason why I did Team Rose for all of them. Oh. Friends, though, the game gives you a lot of chances to get the key back anyway, so I want to about two words. Your ranking might suck though because of like a rings, but you have many opportunities to get the keys back. Who plays a Sonic game for rankings? I do. <laughs> Horses. <laughs> Generations yeah, freak, I, I gotta have my S rank, otherwise I'm gonna lose my mind. Uh, well, we have to diverge into the things that made us cry. So there is the bosses, uh, which was not on the original dock, and I kind of want to get people's opinions as to what boss is like your favorite and what boss is the worst thing you ever witnessed in a Sonic game ever. So Brandon, I want you to go first. My favorite boss. Oh man, that's a very hard one. Honestly, I can't narrow that down. Hmm. No, I I'll probably say my least favorite boss would be any boss in Sonic Forces. Cause none of those bosses were that interesting. But mechanically speaking, mechanically speaking, uh, I would say the um the what's that fire um demon called again in Sonic Six. Basically, any bosses is what that though. Cause I think mechanically speaking, the fights do not work. Is it? Is it Iblis? Iblis. Yeah, Iblis. Well, the problem is that the game's just not finished. Well, yeah, I'm aware of that though. But the point is that that particular boss just does not work with his mechanics in mind. That and also debatably silver because you no, know, he can lock you in place or he glitch out the game. Hmm. But so... yeah, I don't know. It's hard to pick out a favorite though. No, I'll probably go vanilla here. I'll say Egg Dragon from Sonic Release. I guess I'll go next. So, uh, well, he he wasn't that hard. He, like uh, most bosses, really aren't that bad when you find out the pattern. Uh, you know, you, you got one where you need to have the boss's arms hit itself in one of the classic Sonics. I just forgot the name. Uh, but then I just remember how I was playing Sonic Three and Knuckles and. Uh, the boss at the end, I had no rings, and I had to constantly keep jumping to avoid them. It's when uh, they play that music when Eggman is ascending, and he's in the giant robot with the arms, and he tries to grab you and throw you. Uh, yeah, I had some trouble with that, and same for the Egg Robo that you fight in Sonic 2, because you just started that fight with, like, nothing. Zero 
anything and then you have to fight him and find out his pattern and it took me a long time because he just kept stepping on me and shooting out those uh hands or whatever that you need to jump on so that was just kind of weird uh but some of them i found relatively easy like some people said they struggled on mecha sonic but i, I didn't struggle at all so it, it just depends on your flavor i guess I did struggle on Silver Sonic in two though, because because his his back is like you know full of spikes. Yes, that that is true. But after I guess the animation got like I don't know. I guess I got used to it due to muscle memory. Once he stops being like yellow, it just got like relatively easy after that. But uh, Rad Rad, what about you for bosses? The absolute worst boss is Bio Lizard from Sonic Adventure Two. No contest. I respect that 100%. That, I don't piece know. that piece of crap is the most frustrating thing. You will run into its tail without even knowing it. You try to get the final hit, and you're just sort of floating there, and you'll run right into his balls. God bless him. <laughs> <laughs> the, the fight just overall sucks. It's just not fun. And I died so many times to that thing because you can just get unlucky. And oh, by the way, there's there's a little patch of rushing water somewhere on that track that you will fall into. So that's the worst oh. Sonic boss. I was going to say, for... it can't be worse. Oh, sorry. I was going to say, it can't be any worse than 06. Oh, yeah, there's some for... boss fights actually function 06. As for the best Sonic boss, it's definitely Mecha Sonic from Sonic and Knuckles. You have a regular fight with him when he's blue, and then all of a sudden, the final boss music hits. He touches the Master Emerald, he goes gold, and the sheer combination of that is, when you're a child, that is intensity to the max. I have incredibly fond memories of that fight. It's probably my favorite in the entirety of Sonic, although... When more people play Sonic Frontiers, we're probably going to revisit this discussion. Because good God. All right, next up is Connect. <laughs> Least favorite boss. Uh, that's that one's actually a tough, a toughie. From the Sonic games I played, I never hate a lot of the bosses I experience. So I'm gonna have to answer that right after I answer my favorite boss. My favorite boss battles, oh man. The, the all the all the the stages, all all the forms of chaos himself. Man, what a joyride that boss that boss fights are. It's like you it's like every time you defeat Chaos, you think you're done with him. And you keep playing the game. Nope, you keep finding his other forms until you reach perfect chaos or at this point he's a fucking bubbling kaiju monster a water dragon a water dragon kaiju monster and oh man was that a satisfying moment to defeat that thing once and for all while playing uh one of the sonic adventure soundtracks i think my least favorite uh my least favorite has to be the boss uh, in Sonic 1, the, like the final boss, because it's really too easy. Like like the final boss in Sonic 1, all you do is, it's like it has the easiest pattern, and, and I don't like that for a Sonic game. 
I remember that. That's Robotnik in the um when he's in the machine and he keeps coming down on the ceiling trying to crush her. Yeah, it was too easy for a final boss. Drill, what about you? I don't know what my least I mean... favorite is. Oh, did you say Drew or Drill? I said Drill. Oh, I'm sorry. I was gonna I mean, I was gonna say um my least favorite, I guess, like, hmm. Well, like Brandle said, probably one of the bosses from 06. I mean, I really don't like fighting Silver. And also, favorite, I mean, I like the Eggman fights in Mania. Those were fun. And there was one where you were playing Puyo Puyo. I thought that was funny. Wait, is that the boss fight where you, it's like Tetris? It's called Puyo Puyo. I just thought what it was Tetris when I saw it. It's actually nah, called like... Mean Bean Machine, thank you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah us Americans were not ready for Puyo Puyo. Oh, uh, Drill, are you done? Uh, like, Wait, hold on, what's while. his favorite? Yeah, what's your favorite? Hmm. I mean, maybe it's cheating, but I like the first boss you fight in Sonic Frontiers, and they play like the whole, and it's like a 2000-esque like song they play in it. That's really cool. And you got a parry him as Super Sonic. But yeah, that's what I would say. All right. Drew, it's your turn. Uh, I would. I'm not sure what my least favorite is. Uh, if I were to pick one, it's probably one I don't remember. <laughs> um, out of the ones I do remember, um, probably some of the ones that were already mentioned. I don't think I really dislike any bosses. Some of them are frustrating for just not being designed as well, or some other problem that I can't quite pinpoint because it's been a while. I do remember. Someone mentioned Iblis. I remember one of his forms, I think the one in the lava, uh, when you fought him as silver. I remember dying a lot, and I don't remember why. Um, I think when there are bosses where it's not quite, not quite clear what you have to do, it gets frustrating. Once you know what to do, then you're like, ah, okay, you know. But um, maybe that says something about the the development or I, i'm not exactly sure what it, what it says but if the player doesn't know what they're supposed to do then maybe that speaks something of the the game design um but in terms of my favorites i always loved the the robot doppelgangers so the um mechasonic in two when i saw that for the first time i was like oh what is this it's like another sonic like you know, like, I want to see more of this character, but then he gets destroyed right away. And then, um, and then Mechasonic and Sonic 3 and Knuckles, how he uses all of, not all of, but he uses some of the machines that Robotnik has used from the previous games. Uh, so, like, the first time it comes out, you're like, oh, that was, you, you hear the boss theme, and you're like, oh, that was a quick level in uh, <clears throat> Sky Sanctuary. And then all of a sudden, instead of Robotnik in, in the Eggmobile um, of whichever version, of the boss battle it's you see mechasonic and i don't remember if you know exactly what it is driving the ship at that point because i don't remember if you've seen him outside the ship but the fact that he's piloting 
these ships and then you see him you encounter him finally you're just like oh wow this thing is sick and then when you fight him again as knuckles it's like wow he could turn super not only did he destroy the egg robo that was giving knuckles trouble um he goes super (laughs) so i think any of the doppelgangers but um the one from three and knuckles in particular is probably my favorite um also bonus one just because of the design one of the sonic four uh levels uh, one of the it might have been sylvania castle but the, the whatever was the plant one um i just thought it was a really cool design i don't remember if it was i don't remember if it played well or not it's it's been a while i just think the design was cool there's a lot of cool boss designs that i don't remember if they're fun or not um and i'm sure vice versa but i did want to add on to before i before uh the next person goes or the next question whatever i did want to add on something um that was said uh earlier on i think ren you said it about how um you always look forward to the boss battle at the end of the level thinking like oh what crazy machine is robotnik going to use this time um I thought about it, and I'm sure I knew this already, but I didn't really think about it until just now when you said that, that each boss battle, or maybe almost all the boss battles, at least in the old games, they seemed to be a culmination of or something from the level. So like uh, the totem poles in Aquatic Ruins, they they might not have been in the level, but the arrows was the gimmick in that level. And then so the arrows gets incorporated into the boss battle or like the um the seesaw things in uh starlight zone um and then robotnik uses them to his advantage so like i thought i i thought that was kind of neat i i was thinking about that when you said that that if you come into it from that perspective and you're playing a level you're like oh what gimmick from this level is robotnik going to use against me this time so so yeah i I thought that, that was cool too but yeah, yeah I, lo- I always love the the robot doppelgangers. Yeah, it's very good. It, it keeps you on your feet, and it's I'm glad that because in certain games uh, they use the same like they use the same robot or they use the same enemy, and once you get used to his patterns or whatever, it's the same. So uh, Sonic is not one of those in terms of at least the classics. Like each one keeps you on your toes when they do something new and different, which I appreciate. Uh, I want to add because nobody else mentioned it, and I was thinking it before. The Metal Sonic boss battle from uh, Sonic Mania. I mean, the one from CD is great too, um, but I think the one from Mania is awesome. The music's great. He has different phases. He attaches himself himself to the machine, and then you fight the the ones that the little ones that are based on the ones from uh, the eight bit Sonic Two. I don't know if they're supposed to be the same robot or just based on them, but that boss battle and that was frustrating in one sense at the end because in the first version of sonic mania you had the spike wall that was chasing you guys uh and then in the sonic mania plus version they changed it so he could turn into the uh giant robot which i forget what it was called if it had a name (laughs) and uh both had a frustrating aspect of it um i feel like you had to get enough momentum to get away from from the wall but if you hit Metal Sonic, it bounced you back into the wall. So you're like, well, how am I supposed to hit him without getting hit by the wall? Because I get pushed back into the wall. But then in the Sonic Mania Plus version where you're fighting 
uh, him as the giant robot, the question now becomes, where can I touch without getting hurt? And I don't think I even know to this day <laughs> what part I can touch without getting hurt. <laughs> so, I mean, again, it's kind of like what I said. If you know what you can do in a boss battle, it can be easy. And if you don't know, it can be really frustrating. All right, Aurora, what about you? All right, um... I think my least favorite boss, and I don't even, and uh, this might actually just be like, I might be just like a skill check thing, but the boss that I find most frustrating, at least to this, like, right now, is Metropolis Zone, the Eggman with just the little spheres, like the little orbs flying around him. I don't know why. Maybe I'm an idiot. I don't understand that fight. So I really do just hope I have rings, and I try to cheese it as quickly as possible. So if I get hit, I, I'm trying to grab a ring or two, and then just keep jumping into him with the invulnerability. I actually just don't understand the fight, and it's always been the one that annoys me the most. Like, I don't think there was a final boss that annoyed me. It annoys me as much as Metropolis Zone's boss, um, and that's from, and from Sonic the Hedgehog too. I don't know if I specified. Um, that one gets on my nerves the most. Um, I heard Sonic Adventure 1 mentioned, um, it's hard to pick a favorite out of all of them, and I think a lot of the experience for me too is the music that goes to like goes with it. So Sonic Adventure One, like fighting Perfect Chaos, listening to like Open Your Heart, I loved that song. Um, experiencing that like with Perfect Chaos, I had a lot of fun doing that. Um, that's up there in my favorites. Uh, Sonic and Knuckles, I really do just like the final boss theme from Sonic and Knuckles. Um. Uh, it's one of my it's my favorite song. Um, one of my favorite songs. Actually, it might be my favorite boss soundtrack from Sonic. I have to think about that. Um, Death Egg was just thoroughly enjoyable, but I think the reason I have some bias to that because that was the first Sonic I completed. Uh, well, uh, I don't think I finished Sonic One because my game stopped working, as I recall. Like over, I was visiting a cousin or something, and the game stopped working. But playing Sonic the Hedgehog Two and the first time like completing that game was one of the most like surreal like moments for me as a child i was so happy i was celebrating um i'm pretty sure i ran out my room my parents did not give a single damn about sonic the hedgehog like but i was definitely like super excited about that and i think that um just from nostalgia's sake most of like memories and experience i probably death egg robot was one of my favorites we're moving on to the next question and it's about the supersonic form or hyperforms and thoughts on those so first uh chainsaw man scrub it's your turn you talk about mean boy yes but you better put some respect on that anime's name um no no yes you will uh the supersonic forms i gotta ask were they a fan of dragon ball when he decided to you know create the idea of supersonic and like the way he transformed into basically like a Super Saiyan Hedgehog. Yes, I actually think it's like, the vice versa. I could be wrong. I think Sonic was no, no, first. No, um, Super um, Saiyan was first in the manga. Yeah. Manga happened. Um, in fact, though, originally Goku was going to have red eyes and like a whitish hair. Maybe that was like not coloring fully though. But the first image we got, obvious, whatever we got, right, was red hair and white eyes, which is what Gone has now with his new form, right. So yeah, that's why Sonic um, has red eyes for his transformation. So it's so, like yeah, it's pretty much a blatant like you know reference to Dragon Ball, along with the seven characters, seven Dragon Balls, you know. Wait, did you say red hair and white eyes? No, no, no. I said red eyes and uh, 
Okay. Because I was going to say, wait a second. I don't know what version of Dragon Ball Super you saw. <laughs> I saw the um, inverted color one. <laughs> <laughs> you saw the one where he went Super Saiyan God. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just like that. I just like that they referenced that as one of his new forms. Uh. Um, however, I, I, if I'm not mistaken, the Sonic has like, I know he has other forms, but that's the only form I could recognize from the top of my head. There's also... He doesn't uh, have many super transformations, but he has other kind of transformations. There's Hypersonic with the Super Emeralds. Yep. There's um, Ex Excalibur Sonic, which I think, I think some of them are not classified as actual super transformations. So I'm not sure if Excalibur Sonic uh, is Excalibur one. Excalibur is still like, no, the super form. It's so awesome, though. But yeah, Dark it's the Spine, Golden Knight. I don't remember the context around that one. The Dark Spine was all of the... Um, from the world rings from the Ra world of Arabian Nights, uh, uh, what's his name? A razor Jin used certain rings from. Uh, I'm, I'm not exactly sure why he only used a few of them, but like for some story reason, he used some of the rings, and uh, he became Alf Alf Lila Walila, and Sonic used the other rings to become uh, Dark Spine Sonic. Okay. Uh, what other transformations were there? There's in the various media. There's other ones like Ultrasonic and. Uh... <laughs> Doesn't that like a dark supersonic transformation? That was there an X. There was no. a there was a promotional image or or no no I'm thinking of Nazo. Um, that's different. Uh, in Sonic X, uh, I think there was a moment because the whole point of Chaos using the Chaos Emeralds was that he used the negativity from the emeralds. And I, I don't, I might be remembering this wrong. I don't know if I even saw that episode, but I, I knew of it. What he might have used the negativity from the emeralds, and then he like quickly tapped into the positivity and became supersonic. So he never actually did anything as dark supersonic. I think it was more of like a, uh, just like a little something. Easter egg. Yeah, it was like five seconds he was pissed. Yeah. And then I think Robotnik was like roasting him, and then he went back to normal. <laughs> what other super forms are there that Sonic takes? I'm sure there's. I'm sure I'm missing at least one. There, well, if we accept Sonic from the rule, there's the other ones that his friends get. Uh, but it's mostly the same function, you know. Uh, hyper forms for them, super forms for them. Yeah. Uh, Knuckles it's turns pretty pink. much super and hyper. Yes, Knuckles turns pink uh, apparently in the super form, so there's that. And then there's like birds around tails that will kill people. Yeah, they actually redid that in, in Sonic Origins. So originally, tails did not have a hyper form. He only had a super form that required the super emeralds. So if you got all the chaos emeralds, if you got seven chaos emeralds with tails, he wouldn't turn super or anything. You actually needed the super emeralds to make tails super, and that's, that's the one smart. that had the flickies. Um, in Sonic Origins, they updated it so that seven chaos emeralds makes him super, um, where he doesn't have any flickies. And then the, the super emeralds make him hyper, which is the original super form that he had. I don't know if they changed around it like the speed or anything to like make it more hyper or anything um but i know that they sort of like step back on that and they're like all right let's make that his hyper form instead of super and actually give him a super form so. hmm. anyone else want to chime in on uh, the forums and sonic
Uh, I'll jump in just to say that um, I thoroughly enjoyed them from a nostalgia standpoint. I think it's super cool. Um, just because of the way that you would have to get them. Again, I guess it's that sort of skill check thing. But uh, I, like I said, like I didn't know that a supersonic existed. And, you know, there was like we have the internet and media or like, you know. And I mean, I guess strategy guy sort of thing, but I don't think that existed for like Sonic the Hedgehog. Um, so just the the amount of excitement because my cousin was with me and I remember getting all the Chaos Emeralds and I'm pretty sure it says like now that you've got all seven you can transform into supersonic and I didn't even know how to I don't think they even tell you how to do it I think they said to collect the rings and then jump in the air it may have said to get enough rings or whatever right and jump I think it's 50 rings yeah jump in the air and then you'll transform yeah 50 rings yeah but I actually don't remember if they told you how in the old games or in in origins um it might have been something you would do by accident like if you would go through the special like if you would get one of the giant rings and sonic through your knuckles for example instead of taking to the special stage it just gives you 50 rings and then like just by pressing the button in the air you might accidentally do it and then you're like oh what is this so maybe that but you actually do see what supersonic is in the ending, if you had the emeralds, but you never went super for whatever reason, he still turns super in the ending. So, I don't think I ever noticed it. Um, that you mentioned that, that you mentioned that like that he turns super in the ending. I don't think I ever noticed it. So the yeah, when he's had... falling out of the yeah, when he's falling out of the death egg in, at the end of two, uh, if you have the, all the emeralds, um, he turns super. I th- either while he's falling. Or he jumps off the plane and turns super, or both. I I, I think um, I, I think he like lowers want. to fly next to the plane. Yeah, I can explain that if you want. Yeah. So um, the good ending, the one he's referencing with the supersonic. Um, as the thing um, blows up and he jumps off, he's in the super form immediately, and then he flies right next to the plane. Unlike in the bad ending, quote unquote, he um tail saves him by lowering the plane underneath him and catches him. So yeah, that's how it is. Yeah, I didn't actually. I beat the game before I got all the chaos emeralds. It was a replay for me, so that would explain why I didn't see that. Um, yeah, it's a but, it's requirement to get something for it. Yeah, yeah, so I just remember, like, I think it was by the time I got to the casino zone, and I thoroughly had a lot of fun. Like, I finally got like my last chaos emerald, and my cousin and I were like, just like, what is supersonic? And um, when I did that, and I, I saw that transformation, like that made me just want to play the game so much. Where I didn't even want to turn the damn Sega off at that point. I was like, "What do you mean?" <laughs> like, dude, <I> like, <laughs> actually, this talk of superforms and our previous talk of bosses, I forgot to mention this, and nobody else mentioned this: the Doomsday Zone, Sonic Three and Knuckles. Like, that's the one you unlock when you get when you have a superform, and that's a secret boss, and that's just. Robotnik running away with the Master Emerald and you chasing him down in space and that music is like amazing. Banger, I'm telling you, I know. Did, <laughs> did anyone find it really, really like dumb when you had to sort of give up uh the Chaos Emeralds to get the Master Emerald so you couldn't be supersonic anymore if you went for those? That is annoying. I, I have you mean to give up the Chaos Emeralds for the Super Emeralds? Yeah, for the Super Emeralds. Yeah, it was because you couldn't go back and collect the rest if you didn't get them. So it was like a time-sensitive collectible. Yep. So if basically, if you don't get the seven cast emeralds by the time you beat Launch Base Zone, you're locked out of the the true ending. Yeah. Honestly. 
I I had that issue and I'm like why why would they do that now I, I I guess part of me understands because if you're playing like Sonic 3 and Knuckles it's supposed to be like super longer you know what I mean but that's really bad design that's why I never went for it. I'm like oh I can lose Super Sonic that's bad I don't want to do that so <laughs> maybe one of these days I'll try for hypersonic again but I I did see what he does which is basically as soon as you jump, the whole screen is just like dead because there's that flash. Well, the, the double jump in the air yep. is the flash. The, well, the trick is, from what I remember, um, is after you beat the game, you go back to Angel Island Zone. There's a special stage right in the beginning. So you could just keep doing that to get the other uh, Chaos Emeralds. But for the Super Emeralds, you can do that in, uh, I guess, Mushroom Hill? There's Because uh, it's... It's a fairly maybe easy level, so that uh, finding the special stages in Mushroom Hill aren't too hard. <clears throat> so you just play up to, like, you would level select, because once you beat the game, you could select a level and select Mushroom Hill and just keep entering the, the, the special stage, get the cast emerald or not. Uh, and then I think you can exit the game, and it saves that you beat that special stage. And you can just keep doing that. Oh, okay. So that's probably what I'll do when I started that zone. Cause I was wondering, like, it was a lot of, uh, special rings there and I didn't go for like all of them. Yeah. It basically becomes a game of, I mean, assuming you have level select cause you already beat the game. And if you didn't get all the emeralds it becomes a game of replaying the first level up to the point where you get a uh, special stage. And then once you beat it or not, you just like exit and replay the first level again <laughs> and just get up to it again so you're not even playing a full level you're just kind of playing half or less in the case of mushroom hill wherever the first ring is i know for knuckles it's like right in the beginning i think for sonic 2 actually because knuckles closes the gate and like you walk right in and you go down and you go to the left so i actually i think for mushroom hill if you want to get the super emeralds i think you just it's right in the beginning as well if i remember correctly so but yeah uh <laughs> drill any any words on this before we move on Dane, everyone has said everything i wanted to say about supersonic although the one i remember a lot is in smash where it was his final smash and then you could just run into people and then kill them oh, oh god i know in like brawl it was really hard to dodge and then the later games they toned it down i guess they didn't want people getting free kills that sounds like they just had to nerf him like right out the gate. Fuck it, nerf him. All right. Yeah, if you had, if you were playing against Sonic in the uh, final smash, then yeah, you were as good as dead. Oh. So that's like, like that's one thing to talk about the the 2D games and all the transformations. You know what I like about the 3D era of Sonic? That the act of transforming into Super Sonic is the the shit gets real moment of any Sonic game. Like mm -hmm. this is the point where we're gonna take down the big bad and kick some ass. I like that it is essentially reserved for the end of the game because it feels more important. It feels powerful. Yeah, and even in like the anime, didn't they just make it like towards the end or something like that? It's well, you're talking about Sonic X, right? It's, yeah. it's basically a rendition of uh, Sonic Adventure 2. So that's when Shadow and Sonic 
get the form. So sort of, yeah, it's, like, it's sort of the same thing, but I, I think that like happened. They always treat Super Sonic as being like this last resort thing they gotta use, like when shit is about to actually hit the fan. It makes sense considering how powerful it is and how powerful the characters are on their own. So I believe it. And fighting the big lizard in space—that's you kind of need like some forms to get rid of that. Same for chaos. Uh, so I I, yep. I can see why he transformed there. Yeah. But uh here's a favorite supporting character. Everyone pick Big the Cat. Oh, I'm just joking. You pick your own characters. Ren's, Ren's favorite character? Fuck. Nah, no. it's What's the name of that one annoying dude who was in Sonic Unleashed? Chip. Yeah. I was gonna say that's Ren's favorite. No. Uh, I never played Unleashed, so I, I'm I'm free of that pain but you know what no never mind because a lot of people just hate it because of werehog but that's another topic for another you day. said you said least favorite sonic character no favorite oh favorite mm. that's a good question uh, i could go over or no it's pretty obvious just from my avatar let's see shadow <laughs> yes let's see sonic shadow knuckles character. tail i have too many Ren. uh i'm just gonna say shadow because i mean it, it okay let's go with sonic if they adopt his story in the third movie, that is going to be insanity. So, well, you think they would actually show a kid being killed if they make it PG thirteen? Yes. Can't wait. Can't wait till we go I mean, to that question. I mean, they can still show it though without you know the acts of it you know being happening. Like, for example, uh, they don't have to show her getting shot though. But they can show her actually dying because of you know X, Y, and Z reasons, right? What's funny is that in the teen-rated version of Shadow the Hedgehog, I think they actually showed Maria being shot. It's a teen-rated version? What the fuck was that? Yes, it was before they changed it to E10. But in early E3 versions, you can hear Shadow say stuff like "damn" and "hell," and they there was a deleted scene with Maria, which which got cut down. Awesome. That sounds like yeah. they were gonna take the Jack Two treatment. Holy fuck! So I mean, yeah, I mean it's funny because the director of Sonic Heroes got the idea of Shadow the Hedgehog from playing Jack Two yeah, in the Jack. hospital. Yeah, he was uh, after he collapsed and shit from uh, playing. I mean, not playing. I'm working on Sonic Heroes. He was playing Jack Two, and that inspired him to do Shadow the Hedgehog. I'm like, that explains so much once you know the context behind all um, the Jack Two. Yeah, cause like the the, yeah. the the first thing I saw, of, Jack, baby. Yeah, the the first thing I saw is um them holding guns on the cover. So I was like, that that was the first thing that stood out, and of course the edgy music as well, and the intro for Shadow the Hedgehog. That, that's why, I, like, even though I I'm not a fan of how they keep telling you um this is the choice that you have to make, whether you're good or neutral or evil, you have to keep doing this. Cause it got it, it kind of got annoying. I really did enjoy that game. That that's what made me like Shadow like a whole lot. Yeah, yeah, I like the game hey. too. Though it wasn't the best yeah. one though, but hey, I enjoyed it. Yeah, I feel you, and I respect your opinion, brother. But I thought that Shadow of the Hedgehog game was ass, man. No, I, I, I just like, I respect you. I I could not get behind it. I was like, what am I playing? But I feel you. I liked the gameplay. Yeah, man. Like especially the guns too. That shit was actually on point. <laughs> It felt weird to me. Like, I see. Me. I think I, I, I the guns weren't the focus, so it just felt like a tag on, like Sonic with a projectile, which I thought was cool. 
Yeah, pretty yeah. much optional but if you want to use careless system though. Like his transformations, you could do um once you want to gauge up. That was probably the peak gameplay for me. You know, just going around either nuking dudes or just going straight through the stage. Like so nothing can type that excitement. Chaos control and chaos blast, I think. Yep. Correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't you get to like drive in a vehicle? I'm like, yo, why is my boy yeah, Shadow he, it driving? Vehicles <laughs> were in Sonic 06, though. They might have been in Shadow. I don't remember. No, they were in Shadow were... first, and then 06. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, y'all have mentioned like Sonic 06 so many times now at this point. Look, we're gonna have to. Uh, I'm, it, I'm, it, I mean, I'm, I'm not going bullshit, you know. I actually don't hate that game. I just don't like playing it. You know, there's some things I can forgive about game, but playing it is not one of them. <laughs> Uh, just remember the hedgehog uh, being kissed by the human, and I was like, when I saw that out of context, I was like, this is really, really weird. Uh, and that <laughs> game. Yeah, that's the first thing I thought, and and it, it, like, it's some concepts that are cool, and then I saw like some things that were just hilarious, like Silver getting like buried completely by Shadow. So I'm just gonna stop time and kick you in the back of the head. It's over. That's it. <laughs> so that was such uh, a weird way to introduce a new character. It was only though, but I'm running up though. He actually is one of my favorite characters too, on top of my list. I but yes, my absolute favorite though is, is Shadow. Bar none. I just think... okay. Hmm? He's heard though. I'm not sure about that one. It's a lot of like. And no, it's not Big the Cat. He's not my least favorite. <laughs> I, I, I already know my least favorite. Amy? Yes. I knew it. Right. I knew it. Yep. Oh, you know, you know I like clingy soccer girlfriends, um, Kaneki? Uh, if they're annoying, no. Wait, what? <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I, I, can, I can see that. Amy's, yeah, she's kind of annoying, but, you know, it is what she it is. She doesn't, like, clinging girlfriends, I don't mind, but the way she does it, no. She does not. She does not do that right. I just never caught on with like the voice of the character, so it kind of pissed me off in some of the games. Well, I didn't mind the voice. The character itself was just no. It's 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 a twofer for me. It's a twofer. I feel you. Oh, you know what? I don't know who my least favorite is. Jet the Hawk. Although my least favorite supporting character. Which character? Although Jet the Hawk. Sonic Riders. I've never. I never played that game. Oh my god, you fucking Edens. He's Give us a copy, then we'll play. See, man, emulator, bro, dolphin. That's a... Post a picture nah. of him. Maybe I'm familiar with him. All right, hang on. Also, may also that's probably uh the only Amy I'll manage to pass is uh or let it slide is the CD one because she was innocent in that game, and uh, knowing behind the backstory in Sonic CD, dark as fuck. Well, at least with the Metal Sonic. That's about... Yeah. That's <laughs> uh, really a fucked up story. Uh, Anyone else on favorite, uh, least favorite supporting character? Hi. Um, does it have to be a hero? It could be a villain. Because I always loved Metal Sonic. I thought he was awesome. And... Uh, he doesn't really have much of a personality now, but he's just so cool. <laughs> um, I also like Blaze. I like uh, 
Uh, I, I like like a lot of characters. I used to hate Big, but his goofiness has like rubbed off. Not hate. I never really hated any of the characters, but I never really cared too much about Big. And I mean, now it's I think they hate that, on Big. And now I think he's hilarious. <laughs> uh, I never Rouge. reminded Big the Cat. He's like a carefree character, but it's weird that people even hated him. I like uh, you know a lot of characters because they they all have a lot of personality. Um, and when you break them into teams, I, I, they never really use the moniker team anymore, but I really loved that idea of having a, uh, a trio with a speed power and, and fly. Uh, so I really liked how Omega and Rouge were paired with Shadow. I mean, Sonic, Tails, and Knuckles were like, you know, chef's kiss, <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's just, a, there's a lot of really great characters, but I think some of the coolest ones might be blaze i think silver as a character is he's very naive he's like he's like the person who has a lot of power but either doesn't know how to use it all yet or isn't battle hardened so i, I think that's kind of like but he's more like a lovable dork in a way. yeah i don't know how to explain what i'm trying to explain but usually your overpowered characters come with this like ridiculous confidence and like you know like shadow usually a loner attitude yeah like shadow um but instead he's like the complete opposite and i i find that interesting with him well it's mainly because of the recent games in sonic 06 he was very very straightforward because well given the context in that game it makes sense right yeah but in um in the later games that had him in it though he's more laid back naive type character and you know the the other medias that follow the uh, correct personalities, like the IDW comics, for example, they really get to shine a light on some of these side characters. And especially, I should mention the ones they've introduced, like Tangle and Whisper, and Starline, and just uh, so a lot of characters. And um, the interesting thing is that they seem like they might be thrown into the video game canons and uh like apparently they get mentioned in the video game canon so i i don't know what the the exact canon is but i suppose they now count <laughs> um uh, so some characters did cross over into the main game i think though but i would suggest just keep the, the common book verses and the game separate until i like, would say to because it's easier but i think they like, because I, I listen to um, the podcast, the Bumblecast, which is what uh, one of the Sonic writers, uh, it's his podcast. And I actually asked that. I think I was the one who asked that question. And he said that, like, he wouldn't. Basically, he said he wouldn't say that they're not canon to the games. So it sounds like Sega is trying to figure out what is and isn't canon and might yeah. be leaning towards the comics being canon. Yeah, that or he trying to be careful of what he say though, because they don't want to like create issue of continuity. Maybe, but uh, it sounds like they they're always, they're bringing it in. I can. I was gonna say they could always do multiverse. I mean, I've always considered the, the all the various medias as like a, a multiverse of sorts, or, or like an adaptation, or this and that. Like I separated everything. Like, all right, this is the comic version. This is the game version. This is the movie version. And a lot of people don't see things as separate versions and they're like oh you the character would never act like that and i'm like no, that that's because it's not the same character <laughs> you know so um 
Uh, I don't know how I f feel. I feel like it overly complicates things because now if you have the comic and the games as one canon, you're like, well, where does Sonic Frontiers fit into the comic now? <laughs> you yeah, know? I was to say, just keep it separate. It's yeah. Works on hitting. Because because so Team Sonic Racing doesn't fit in with the comic because the comic picks up after Forces. And Team Sonic Racing came out after Forces. And then, like, one of the characters has their car from Team Sonic Racing. And you're like, when did Team Sonic Racing happen now? <laughs> so it's just like it overly complicates it. I'm like, just keep them separate. <laughs> Also, Rhett, you had a chime in for this. <laughs> I certainly do. It's Knuckles. Of course. Your boy. Of course. The, the man, the man with the hands. So Knuckles in the 2D games plays noticeably different from Sonic because he doesn't jump as high. So what do we do to get around this? He can glide and he can climb walls. And when he does this, the way you play through those levels changes entirely, especially with lock-on technology at your back. So you can take him into Sonic the Hedgehog 2 and break that game wide open. He can also dig. He can also punch. He can well, punch really well. Well, I, I think in the instruction manual, the old instruction manual, it referred to it as dig. Um, and I think that was the... I think that was referring to like how he could break certain walls and rocks that Sonic and Tails can't. It's just weird. I thought it was interesting that they used the term dig, but whatever. <laughs> but I always did like the creation of Knuckles. It's like, we need to find a way to make a cooler Sonic. Mm. And, that's kind of, and that's kind of the feeling. He's basically the proto-man. Yeah. And I, uh, I genuinely think his frenemy relationship with sonic has always been an entertaining one especially in frontiers those two have the best dialogue together all the time i heard that too i haven't gotten around to watch it's also it. interesting that every time they introduce a rival um they the older rival becomes like a friend or friend like friendly rival so like first yeah. we had knuckles and then I guess when Shadow came out, it's like Knuckles isn't the rival anymore. And then, or I guess, or maybe I have a back, I, I, whatever the order was, like we had Metal yeah, Sonic and then Knuckles. we had, yeah, yes. first it was Metal Sonic, then it was Knuckles. And it's like, oh, I guess Metal Sonic isn't the rival anymore. Uh, it's, sort of, it's sort of the, going or back whatever. to the Dragon Ball analogy. Yeah, it used to be Piccolo. Then it was Knuckles Zeta. is essentially Yamcha. He was the rival, but he then was the stronger characters came along to take his place as Sonic's main rival. But he's still cool at the Nuc end of the day. I would equate Knuckles more to Piccolo. Hey, yo, does yeah. anybody actually think Yamcha is cool? <laughs> no, yeah, Yamcha's pretty cool. <laughs> he just gets in, made in fun of a lot. school Dragon Ball? Hell yeah. Old, yes. Okay, oh, Old school Dragon Ball, okay? You know, if we're not talking... Hey, he's a professional reason, baseball player. He should super, be, like, man. super rich. Uh, super at least in terms of, like... I, I think he's he's a professional baseball player, so he has <laughs> money, I'm sure. Listen, listen, listen. You want the best Yamcha to this day? Uh, you should have played Dragon Ball Fighters at launch. 
Hey, yeah, that was about the only time Yancha was like banging since like Dragon Ball. Right. Facts. <laughs> and then Vegeta took his wife. <laughs> and Zeno was like, oh my god. Vegeta came in, took his Then he almost got crushed by a gravity machine. I'm like, oh, oh my, my god. god. He really is. Because the relationship used to be Knuckles and Rouge in Adventure 2 and Rouge picked Shadow. Then Shadow came in. Oh, <laughs> yeah, she's still. She still teases Knuckles, you know? Yeah, been able to recover since then. That's yep. because Shadow's in her friend zone. <laughs> Man. <laughs> Shadow's closer than Knuckles is. No, nah, yeah, more, but... like, more like Rouge is in Shadow's friend zone, because he doesn't give a shit. But, Rouge but... always tries to go after him. <laughs> They're basically like siblings. <laughs> I don't very, very close siblings. Like, what's up, Steph, bro? Uh, I'm about to call uh, this a, a kitten a cucking. Uh, this yeah. is this podcast. Yo, what? Shut up. <laughs> she wants like, cucking with a kid. You you know what they say about echidnas and their genitals? Like Rouge okay, wants you, some you, of that. Stop, stop right there. Stop right there. Stop right there. <laughs> Move, on. Move on to the next thing. But, right, but right, it basically, right. it's basically Knuckles. It's his gameplay. It's his character. It's like. So I'm. Uh, I'll just. I'll just say this. Once in a while, I put up a Sonic Adventure randomizer. Occasionally, I'll get a stage with Knuckles. It's like, okay, how quickly with my glide ability can I get from point A to point B? And you pretty much take the speed aspect from the ground to the air, and that's what makes it incredibly fun. True. They, they also... I, I would argue mighty and ray since they've reintroduced them and gave them unique gameplay in mania ray has the uh is basically tanuki suit mario in sonic is it tanuki suit i don't remember whichever is the flying one cape yeah. raccoon i don't know raccoon raccoon yeah i don't know yeah, those two also gotta kind of break the game once you learn how they work especially um mighty because he's immune to spikes hmm yeah. Was that Sonic Mania Plus or? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now I remember because I, I remember I bought the DLC, but I never played the DLC. Uh. What? Yep. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm waiting for that. Uh, what is it? There's a mod for it where you can play a shadow. So you need the DLC to uh, do that. Um. Yeah. How would shadow play differently? Would they just I try have, like guns all uh, everywhere? You know what? I, I fucks with it. I tried modding Mania, but for some reason it doesn't want to work. Yeah, you gotta have a legitimate uh, Steam copy for the work. I do. That's not the problem. The problem is, is how you install the mod. It's how bullshit. Do you, how do you fuck this up? <laughs> it worked just fine for me. That's weird. Well, not for me. Oh, this is like no shadow today. All right. I mean, I can play really Shadow. It's called, it's like called Sonic Three. Issue. Oh, no. That's... No more mods. We're not pirates, Kappa. Oh, I'm kidding. <laughs> so, yeah. any more thoughts on the supporting characters? Oh yeah. Um, just because I didn't get a chance to touch on it yet. Um, in theory, like characters that I would have liked to have seen more of that I enjoyed, like it's like favorites. I think I really liked SBO from Team Chaotix. Would have liked to have seen more of him. Oh. Yes. Amen, bro. Yeah. Um. It's a shame that we didn't, and I thought that the, I thought that was the coolest team, so to speak. I, I mean, I thought them dudes was tight, like you know. But uh, I mean, I guess Charmy's whatever. But you know, I mean, and, not, and not, like Charmy was kind of cool too. But especially Espio, um, 
Silver, I like, um, in theory, like, for as, for as much as I'll give Sonic 06 crap, I just couldn't finish the game. I really wanted to like it, I just couldn't enjoy playing it. Um, but, uh, I think Silver, like, in theory, was a really cool character. I think Blaze was cool. Um, Knuckles is my favorite, probably. Um, I, I was a big Knuckles fanboy. Shadow, a very, very close second. So, like, I was gonna say Shadow, but then I was like, you know, it might actually be Knuckles. We're not gonna compare him to Yamcha, because I feel like that's disrespectful. I think Vegeta killed Yamcha as well. Not only so he killed him, took his girl, and everything. No, that, that didn't happen to Knuckles. We can't, that's, we can't. That's a to kill him. A Cyberman did. Oh, Vegeta didn't even kill you after you're right it was a cyberman they self-destructed on him okay <laughs> we can't put him in the same category that's not that's just disrespectful <laughs> but um but no but that would be my favorite like, as far as like least favorite characters like characters that I don't like I don't know I don't know that I really did like disliked anyone I don't know that I liked playing as big in Sonic Adventure 1 but I oh, like I Big. I, I, no one liked playing as Big, but I think playing, like, Big, he was amusing. Big was innocent, man. Yeah, he was, just, he, was, he was a good dude. So, like, I mean... just wanted to find his froggy. Exactly, he just wanted to find his froggy. Oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> froggy. Here we go. <laughs> okay, yeah. moving on to the next question, please. Yeah. <laughs> moving on. Oh, oh shit. Nominees. Uh, so, number six, I heard that, fuck you, Brendan. Uh, Sonic had a rough patch of quality after the original trilogy on Sega Genesis. Uh, this led to titles being regulated to mix or average in terms of reception. Why do you think this happened? What happened to okay, the quality? Okay. I'm gonna go first on this one, actually. Okay. Okay, you know, go ahead. The, there's one era that people don't give um, Sonic shit for. It's ironically post-Genesis era, but pre-Dreamcast era. Because Sega had released a bunch of crap on like, Game Gear, for example, that was just not good. And also other titles, um, like, they'll say Sonic Blast, 3D Blast, Chaotix, and whatever. Like, that era alone wasn't had a lot of trash in it, too. But nobody gets that shit. But everybody likes points of anger towards, like, the, um, like, the PS2, GameCube era. And all, onwards. Now, not to say, like, all games they made were perfect, though. But that energy's not being kept across the board. I'm just saying. I, all right. I Go ahead. Well, I was gonna. You go ahead first, and I'll go after you. I was just gonna say that uh, I I'm not one of those people. I I think that the PS2 era had some good games. You know what I mean? I think that's true. In in this regard, the problem is after PS2. That's when Sonic probably started getting like a lot of notable shit for uh sonic 06 and all the stuff that followed and then after that you have forces so uh i can see that situation but there definitely was some bad sonic games in the past or some shovelware just to be put on the game gear as it was uh watered down i remember like playing some games on there it wasn't even like exactly the same but i can understand because it was game gear but the quality did not translate um, I can answer this question with. What was that? Uh, my brother. Uh, he was talking about something else. Uh, but I can answer as to why it, it part the main part of the not main part but part of the main reason why uh, you know that would be the the case of being regulated to mix or average reception after the Sega Genesis era of Sonic. Uh. I'm like I'm gonna give you, I'm gonna give you a hint, Ren. Uh, what did I mention earlier when we did our intros? 
Mm, Yuji Naka? Yes. Oh, yeah. I've... After he left. Why? <laughs> because uh, I'm going to give you a, a short note on this. Um, this man exhausted the entire Sonic team throughout the entirety of the PS2 and probably through, I want to say through the PS3 era. Wait, Actually, what? he left before that. It wasn't during the Dreamcast and PS2 games before. Ah, okay. So even before the PS2 era, he was doing that. But yeah, I, I think that was part of the reason why. It's because that man exhausted the fuck out of the, out of the team that's working, that was working on these games for years, which I did not like. Uh, wait, it, the, does his leadership, did that sort of factor into uh, a dude supposedly passing out? Yep. Yeah, because yep. we, we talked about that earlier where some guy was in the hospital yep, playing. He was Jack. the reason why. Damn. <laughs> it, it was not good. Yeah, that's if if he gave the Sonic team a lot of burnout on all their experimented projects, then uh, that's going to reflect on the quality for sure. That's probably why after he left and it seems that Frontiers is like doing okay, uh, it, it was probably a better idea to get him out of the bag. Probably because he wasn't involved and, you know, the yep. Sonic team got more... You know, more air to breathe work when working on Frontiers. But the big part of Frank, though, even after he left, Sonic Team was still not hitting it. Like, they're sure they had a lot of good games under the belt, though, but I would say after a certain point, like around after Unleashment, that's when their quality either is really good or really ass again. Was he. When did he leave? Did he leave during Forces or after? Well, no, he loved Wait, he left way after Forces. Yeah, like, sometime in 2004, I believe, 2005, he left the company. So he, he's getting Forces under his belt, okay. <laughs> okay, bro. <laughs> <All right. laughs> it it was 06 that got Yuji Naka out the door. Uh, yeah, I so. Jesus Christ, that's, that's yeah, that, that, that I would have done the same decision if, if you know, 06 happened. I just heard to that the clear, game was unfinished. To be clear, it was during, not after. Oh, damn. Even better. So he got fired uh, during the game's development? He didn't, he didn't get fired. He just left. Well, okay. Oh, that's, that's even worse. Uh, it's like, finally, man, I, get fired to, himself. <laughs> I get to make games that aren't Sonic. Hallelujah. Yeah, and then Sonic... Yeah, uh, making people sick in twenty. And then came and then came Rodea the Sky Soldier. Eventually, do you remember that game? I don't think we want to at this rate. Yep. Ah, uh, <laughs> go ahead. And then came Balan Wonderland. Yep, that's what I said. Like the game that makes people sick because yep. motion sickness. You want that in your game in twenty twenty? Okay. But whenever it came out, I'm good. It just it just sounded like uh, this guy being on the team was a lot of bad news, and they had to get him out quick. So, Yuji Naka. Yeah. Yeah. The thing is that he was a talented programmer, but he kind of fell out of favor after like, because he didn't care. I guess it's, the problem is is that when you've been like with Yu Suzuki, once like. They just didn't look around how other games had changed and only looked at their previous work. And yeah, Balan wasn't good. 
I think the issue was more so like once you get a position of power, that's when you start becoming more toxic. Yeah, the problem. Yeah, look at like Sonic Adventure Two and the hero's development. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, the guy, the director of Heroes, got so sick that he ended up losing twenty pounds and had to be hospitalized. Oh, good lord! I didn't yeah, hear the I mean, hospitalized part. Holy shit! Yeah, yeah, because they had to crunch to make the deadlines. Well, as uh, Mr. Naka participates in slave labor with all that uh, chaos emerald power, you know what I mean? I'm the glad true, he's arrested. The true power. Uh, yeah. Well, he was arrested for trading secrets, so it's like, there That's you what, go. I know, but I'm glad he's arrested. <laughs> oh, you want to yeah, go to jail with him, uh, Connect? I mean, I could teach him a lesson or two. Sure, put me in the same cell as him. <laughs> no, okay, I'm tough. Yeah, all right. So uh, I, was, I was gonna say, at least with the recent release of Frontiers, things are at least looking a lot better. Yeah, so every second, <laughs> at least I can say that there's at least somewhere where they can go with the franchise, and it seems like they finally found their footing. Uh, just make uh, Forces Part Two. There you go, and you can lose it anytime. Uh, I can say thank you for making the franchise, but uh, you need that work, sir. You need that to get that work another way. Anyone have any other opinions on where the Sonic franchise fell off? The third um, dimension. 3D? So yes. a lot of it is you are looking down at the race course, and around you is not solid ground. It's the way Sonic sort of controls. He depends on an attack that locks onto an enemy to progress. And sometimes there is no ground beneath his feet. So if you miss your shot, you are going careening. You are going careening to the side off to your death. I feel that the third dimension hindered a lot of Sonic's gameplay because because it made Sonic a little harder to control, which wasn't really as much of a problem in 2D. It's, it's mostly around momentum, and there's still problems with this in Frontiers, where your movement just stops to a complete halt at complete random. So um, just the, the third dimension has been an obstacle that I don't believe Sonic will ever really climb over. They'll, uh, they'll, get, they'll, great, they'll get great games out of it, do not get me wrong, but I feel like figuring out the physics that made Sonic work in 2D has become a never-ending challenge with the introduction of a 3D Sonic game. I That's my thought. Yeah, I disagree with that notion as well. I think games like Generations and Colors, for example, like nailed it. I don't know why they've strayed since then, but like, and I haven't played Frontiers yet, but uh, apparently it's also really good. So I I don't know about Frontiers yet, but from experience, there are at least some 3D games that are amazing. Just not all of them, and I don't know why they can't stick to the same gameplay mechanics throughout, like all the games like i don't know why they they nail it down and then the next one they they don't have the same 
uh, gameplay style or nice. mechanics or whatever. Ironically, I think that's even, a good thing to discuss, but go ahead. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I, was, uh, I would say this real quick, though. Ironically enough, though, even when they do stick to the same gameplay style, they still find a way to fuck it up, i.e. Sonic Forces. So yeah, I, I liked... Yeah. I'm one of the people who liked Forces, but uh, I see the complaints, and... Um, Especially Classic Sonic does not feel anything like he did in Generations. Like, it doesn't feel like Classic Sonic. I, I don't know why they messed that up. The thing is more of an issue, it seems, with consistency than um, how how they can wrap their head around the mechanics. But that is, like, still important because uh, you don't <clears throat> want to have a buggy, glitchy Sonic in that case. And, and, and one that's relatively unfinished, like Sonic 06. But... There you go. Sonic 06 could have been so good. And that's another... The the other problem, from what I hear, I mean, I don't claim to know this 100%, but from what I hear and read about, uh, it seems like Sega, at least the business aspect, pushes the the developers to be like, you got to get this out by Christmas or whenever the date is, you know? So it's the, the time constraints seem to kill it. And then they don't see i mean maybe they they seem more interested in in patching it nowadays but like sonic 06 was not a game that they seemed ever inclined to patch <laughs> well there's a thing too like it was not just sonic 06 uh this fast forward in time this happened with um sonic origins sonic mm. colors sonic forces Sonic at Boom. least they were built on at least origins was built on good games to begin with <laughs> I, mean, I mean regardless of the games are good or not but the point is that they rush that game at that right. of the door and right. a ton of problems at launch sonic boom was especially fucked because sega told the developers of that game hey you know this cool thing you've been working on with your own engine we have an engine for you to supply now stick okay. that shit it's in the game universe yeah, and in another universe, we would have had Sonic, um, what's it called? Sonic uh, Rangers, whatever? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, their, Rangers. Their, their the original game. No, not that. I oh. What they call it. The oh. original Sonic Boom before they changed it to Sonic Boom. Oh. I completely forgot what it was called. It, it's bothering me now. I, I can look it up real quick. Yeah, you do that. That was supposed to be their game, and they had their own assets and engines or whatever, right? And Sega came in like, ha guess what? No. Sonic Synergy? Yeah, that was it. Okay. Yeah, Sonic Rangers. I was confused because Rangers, I think, was what Frontiers was going by. Yeah, that was a cool Yeah, wasn't it supposed to be like on PS4 and Xbox One? Then they told them, yeah, you have to make it work for Wii U now. Yeah, because they had a a contract with Nintendo to make, was it five Sonic exclusive Nintendo games? That was a mistake. that game in particular was forced on to the Wii U, and of course, now you see the results of that. It's crazy. Yeah, you can, and uh, then, yeah, and then they, just, aside from the cartoon, they pretty much abandoned the whole Sonic Boom like cartoon guy like, universe. Didn't make it past two seasons. Yeah, but apparently the cartoon was really good. I saw the first season, and it was really funny. But I didn't watch That's the second season. That- I didn't enjoy it, but like the one I always remember is when they made fun of the knuckles glitch. Wait, what? How was the knuckles glitch? I think like in Sonic Boom, there was a glitch where if you were as knuckles, you could just keep pausing the game, and you could just infinitely, and he could just infinitely jump until he reaches out of bounds. Mm -hmm. When? Where was the reference? 
it was in the show. I forgot which episode, but but they did reference the glitch. Yep, yep. Knuckles just does a super jump in an imaginary sequence, and it's more of a wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Yeah. It's crazy that you can, uh... Also, sorry, Sonic Boom got some decent 3DS games out of it. It wasn't all the Wii U's problem. Which console was Rise of the Lyric on? Wii U. Wii U. Oh. That was the game. It was built... It was built on CryEngine as well. Yep, and CryEngine and Wii U did not mix. <laughs> not at all. And there was also the problem of them having to have to render on the gamepad as well, which only made more issues. Oh, well, I mean, rushing works for some people. Other people, it clearly does not. Uh, I heard games rush that were great somehow, like Halo 2, and then this is like, no, we, we can't do it. But, uh, I, I think that's it for this question, unless anyone else has anything else, uh, we'll move on to the next one. I, I was gonna say something, mm-hmm. um, I was letting you guys talk first. I think the thing, as far as, like, where the series fell off, or at least, like, why it wasn't well-received, I think, I think there's a two-part thing to that. I think, one, um, at least most of us here are kind of old heads, and I, that's not to say that we aren't open to new ideas or experiences, because obviously, like, we played some different titles, but I think that they really experimented with the character of Sonic a lot. And I think they have the answer. I think certain things don't have to change, um, and I feel like that experimentation with the character was the sort of, like, probably the most glaring issue. Like, I don't think uh, Unleashed is well-received now. I think when it first came out, people were like, why is Sonic turning into a werehog? Yeah, I that was definitely that. my first. That's, that was definitely my first. I was like, why? I was like, can I, I just want to run fast. Sonic fans in general also kind of jade as well. Like, you don't know what they want. There's only like in hindsight we actually can appreciate a game, which is unfortunate though. But hey, it is what it is. Uh, yeah, uh, I agree with the sentiment of Sega. All the experiments they do, once they um people don't like it or well received at the time, they just abandon it rather than refine it, which is a problem. Now, granted though, they suck with um the boost formula for so long, thankfully though. But they could easily make another like you know warehog style thing with another character because um, he plays so well in that game. It's all dependent on the mechanics that they do, in in my opinion, because they've experimented and got trash like uh, Sonic 3D Blast, where uh, you want to talk about slow hedgehog. Uh, holy fuck! It it that game was just not fun at all, uh, in my opinion. And then uh, you have experiments where it's like people did like um, Sonic Unleashed, but they thought the Werehog was too slow. But the stages were still fun, so that is the matter of, like, what do you really want? Do you want a game with bad stages and mechanics or physics? If you want bad physics, just just play Sonic uh, 4 episode. <laughs> episode 1 and 2 and then just die. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I got that. I got Sonic 4 on the Wii day one. Oh, man. That final boss is a mess. <laughs> that was one of the dis- that was one of the biggest disappointments I think I ever had. I was looking so forward to that game. Yeah. Hey, fun fact, it was actually supposed to be Sonic Mobile, but Sega was like, hey, you know what? Let's port to the consoles and call it Sonic 4. Yep. That was not a yeah. good idea. Oh, that was horrible. Yeah. Imagine cal- calling it Sonic 4 and then yeah. 
And then I mean, they, wasn't there supposed to be like a third episode and then they just canceled it? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It was canceled before two too. came out. Jesus! Yeah. We, could <laughs> had, uh, we could have had Sonic Mania called Sonic 4, you know? If only. Honestly, it's weird that Sonic Mania just feels like something that could have came out in the Saturn era and then if, if that had been released, Sega would probably still be making consoles. Mm. Yeah. I'll say they won some making consoles. They fucked up so many times at that point. Yeah. Like, the main reason... I think the main reason for Sonic's downfall was uh, obviously, like, the failure of the Dreamcast and then the mass exodus of talent, which kind of, which didn't help. Uh, you know, so, like, uh, rare, rare. Something like that. They're just stuck to making CDs. Yeah. Like, all of the best, like, devs ended up going to other places like Sony or Nintendo. Not the true MVPs. Uh, I think, I think speaking of Nintendo in that regard, as um, I was going to say as well, like, the thing is, is, like, I think Nintendo experiments, and they sort of experiment within, within a formula. Like, like, you know, when they release the Wii or the Wii U or the Switch, they always do something different. But if they do something different, I think they always have something like a Smash Brothers or something to fall back on, or a Pokemon, everyone's going to buy it. I think if Sega had done... Something, like I think it was totally fine to experiment with the character, but I think when you see that that experiment doesn't work, I think they should have just baited us and like, okay, maybe like, um, I'm trying to think like, let's say, okay, Sonic 06 wasn't well received. Let's just give them generations or like, you know, or maybe even just re-release like a, like a Sonic re like remaster. People are going to eat it up, so especially a lot of us old. Huh? <laughs> so Sonic the Hedgehog Genesis. Yeah, just go Sonic the Hedgehog. Oh, I saw the frame rate for that game, and I. Oh no, sorry, not Rad. I apologize. It's Ren's favorite game. Uh, yeah, that, that, is, that is an absolute yes, measurement. So, that was an absolute measurement of everything that was wrong. It wasn't. It wasn't the third dimension that was killing them. It's the fact that they can't. They couldn't even get Sonic One right. I showed Ren that clip, and uh, he 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 fell in love with the Game Boy Advance port, which is uh, weird considering they basically remade it on Saturn. Oh no, you jam. You live in La La Land, motherfucker. La La Land, huh? I was on the call when I showed you. That, I said that. Like, oh. I said that frame rate was just absolutely gutter the frame trash. Frame rate? Oh man, that's not the worst part. And Sonic seemed to have trouble jumping, which I. I don't even remember that ever. You want to try to play uh, Labyrinth Zone in, in that version, Ren? You're gonna have fun. No, I I don't think I want to. No. Especially since you hit underwater level. Oh man. Good luck trying to get out of the underwater in that version. Oh, here's the question we're gonna spend a while on. Uh, so we're yes. gonna move on to the next one. What is your favorite and least favorite Sonic games? Describe why. Oh. I'm gonna go first and make it short and simple. My favorite is the is obviously the original trilogy from Sega Genesis. Uh, the honorable mentions I would say Sonic Heroes and but Generations. It, Sonic Mania was. But if, but if you had to pick one of the original trilogy, what it would, what would it be? Sonic Three. Fair enough. Uh, least uh, people pick us oh six for least. I'm going to go one step and beyond. My least is the sonic boom on the Wii U. Rise of the Lyric? Yep. 
because it's bad when even the 3DS version of that game, knowing it was it was a bit different, runs and plays better than the fucking Wii U, which has more power, by the way. I'll I'll go quick uh, on this one. So favorite Sonic game, I'm gonna have to say Generations. That was when when that came out. That hit right. Um, classic Sonic, fun uh modern sonic also fun so it's best of both worlds and i like how the stages accommodate 2d for classic and 3d for modern uh really good stuff there all around a nice compilation of all the important like stages you've seen uh throughout sonic history and it, it was just fire in my opinion uh i will give an honorable mention to mania I, I i really really enjoyed that game that was a nice comeback to like 2d sonic and having those mechanics there and it, it just felt overall like good the true sonic 4 yep the true sonic 4 when that came out uh, if I said least favorite Sonic, I gotta go with Sonic 3D Blast. Like I said, the stages do not accommodate the gameplay. Um, which version? I would say I played the Genesis version first. Oh, yeah. oh that's, that's Sonic Blast. 3D yep. Blast is better version. Well, yeah. Was... I think it's technically the same game, isn't it? Uh, so, no, 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 no. Sonic Blast was the Game Gear version, and it was a completely oh. different game um, with just it had blast in the title for some reason i don't know if maybe they were trying to bandwagon on 3d blast coming out but it was a completely different game where you can either play as sonic or knuckles and go through these 2d levels but the screen i think was too zoomed in or there was something strange about about it and the sprite was 3d though yeah um but it didn't have 3d in the title so it was a different game that i think they were just capitalizing on 3d blasts uh, you would have slightly liked the Saturn version better anyway, Ren? Yeah. I'm sorry that you had to play the Genesis version. Yeah, they... I they, played the Genesis version, too. It's... Oh, boy. It just doesn't really feel great uh, compared to, like, other Sonic games. What what you would basically expect <clears throat> with the top-down view and everything, you know oh. what I mean? Hold on. Before anyone else gets an answer, uh, uh, there's another honorable mention I would like to add. Sonic Spinball. Then They need to bring that back. I like that game. It's hard. It was yeah, a fun spinball cool. game, but that's Sonic. Anyone want to go next? Uh, I will. Sure, I'll jump in. Oh, go for it. Oh, no, fuck. you can. You can. Go right ahead. All right. Um... So much for having an order. <laughs> yeah, fuck order. This is chaos. Control. Yeah. Ran through that out the window. Someone needs to control this more. chaos. I, I did, because uh, <laughs> people kept jumping in, so I was like, oh, well, might as well throw it out. <laughs> and I feel you. Um, As far as my favorite... uh. And I, and I, I feel like this deserves like an asterisk because like of nostalgia. Um, Sonic the Hedgehog two by far is the favorite because that just left an impression on me. Like I like I said, I remember Christmas morning, opening that up, being like, oh my god, Sonic the Hedgehog two, and playing. And I also got Streets of Rage two that Christmas as well. Like, it was probably one of my favorite Christmases ever, um, as a kid. And I just love those games. Like um, and so it just lives there. But if I had to like not live off of nostalgia i think sonic generations or sonic adventure 2 um is up there uh i think i played sonic adventure 2 infinitely more and loved it a lot more um but the generations came at a time where it was like i had no faith in like sonic anymore and then i got to play that and it was like yes this is what i needed as far as least favorite um 06 and 
that's only because like despite my best efforts to just try and enjoy the game i really just couldn't finish it so i just like i wanted to like it and i couldn't i couldn't make myself like it and that's where i'm gonna go with that leave it there all right who's up next i guess like oh i'm in one yeah. Yeah. All right. My favorite one is going to be Outlier for a lot of people, but Sonic Riders. I have plenty of games added to on top of this though, but I'm going to say Sonic Riders because that game needs more attention. It's fucking awesome. Sega, bring that back. Isn't that proper game? Sonic Riders. Yeah. Sonic Isn't Riders. that like the snowboard or board game yeah. or whatever? Yes. Uh, yeah, those games need more attention. I wish they port um one and zero gravity. My least favorite would be Sonic Freebirds, because my guy, whoever thought it was a good idea to put that game on the Kinect, deserves to get fired. I mean, that's aside, not the only bad game that was on Kinect. Remember the Dragon honestly, Ball game? Super honestly, Aside from like two or three games, most of the Kinect games weren't great. Super Saiyan? No, no, they weren't. There they go. That game was an abomination, man. I actually wanted to go play Sonic um, 06, because that game was more consistently functional with me. Unlike Sonic um, on Connect. Oh. That actually effectively killed Sonic Riders series too. So, uh, yeah, Sega le- didn't learn lessons. There was ahead, one no. thing exciting about Free Riders, and that was at the time it was the first game to showcase the new voice actors. So, I remember just being hyped to see the cutscenes because I didn't have a Connect. So, I was just hyped to see the cutscenes just because I wanted to hear the new voices. So. Uh, I- and that game didn't do a good impression on me with the new voice actress. So, uh, <laughs> over time, though, they definitely got a lot better. Like Roger Chris Smith and Sonic. You no, know, I could I could tolerate that a lot more now, as in uh, all the time. Mm-hmm. And Shadow's newest voice actor has gotten a lot better. Like in Forces, though, it is easily his best performance so far. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Joe. Right. I guess for me, my favorite would be probably Mania. It's definitely really, it's really good if you like classic Sonic, especially since they, it kind of like blends some 3D in as well. And the music's still really good. I was kind of disappointed they never made a sequel. Yeah. I guess as for, hmm, I don't know what I would say for least favorite. I mean, Sonic 06 is an obvious one, but. It's too yeah. easy. It's too easy. Mm-hmm. I guess least favorite would probably be Forces because it's really short and just very mediocre. Does least favorite have to be something you played all the way through? Uh, no, not really. Okay. Anyone else? So? Well, I guess I'll, I'll, I'll go since I already <laughs> said that. But uh, um, hold on, uh, let Red Red go first, and then I'll let you yep. go out there. Yep, oh. I will be quick. The greatest thing Sega ever did is to give Christian Whitehead the keys to the kingdom. After developing some spectacular iOS ports of classic Sonic games, he finally got to make a Sonic game from the ground up, and Sonic Mania is an absolute <laughs> masterpiece. Especially with the additions added to Sonic Mania Plus, where they added, like, Mighty and Ray. That game from top to bottom is sheer perfection. The embodiment of everything that Sonic is and should be. Just movement, just the variety of levels, 
It's the music. It introduced the world to T. Lopez, who has failed to miss in everything he's involved in. Because you got that guy on a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles game, and it's one of the best soundtracks of the year. But it all started with Sonic Mania. That was the world's introduction to, in my opinion, as one of the best composers of the modern era. Like, Mania is so good. Especially because the modding scene has gone in on that game for PC. But least favorites, people here, what do you believe is the most important thing about Sonic? Sonic himself. Speed. Speed. <laughs> Sonic Labyrinth has none of that. Oh, I've never I've heard, not, of I've heard of this. Yeah, I never played that, so remember. I can't mention that. Sonic Labyrinth has practically no speed to it. Sonic can move around in all eight directions, and that's great. I have a question. Is that the game where he had the slow shoes? Yes. Yeah, because that plot yeah, is funny as shit, but did not make good gameplay. Yes. Like, whatever you're going to say about your, your horrible 3D misfires, at least they have speed. Labyrinth does not. Labyrinth is the most unfun that I have had playing a Sonic game. All right, I'm done. All right, Drew, it's your turn. Uh, favorite is Sonic 3 and Knuckles. That's, that's my favorite. <laughs> um, Sonic Mania is probably a close second, but Sonic 3 and Knuckles has a very close place in my heart. I just grew up constantly replaying that game over and over again because it was so much fun and I loved the all the little things they introduced in it like the level transitions um the uh, uh like the the mechasonic as I said before playing the, uh fighting in the the eggmobile uh the, the new special stage and then um finding out about hypersonic <clears throat> doomsday zone it really made it everything feel so connected with those level transitions and I'm I should have expected this, but uh, I was really hoping in Sonic Origins they were going to include level transitions uh, in 1, CD, and 2. And of course they didn't. I shouldn't have expected it, but I was really hoping for it. Um, least favorite? Out of the ones I've played, because some of them I didn't play. Like, I didn't play Labyrinth. Um, I started Chaotix, uh, but I played like the beginning of the first level which i think was a tutorial level anyway and that was pretty boring but i didn't play the rest of the game so i feel like it, it would be unfair for me to say that but out of the ones i did play thinking about it probably sonic blast on the game gear uh because uh some many years ago i don't know maybe five ish I, I don't know how many years ago but i bought it on the 3ds eShop to play it because i never played it and i was like this is a little bit of a stinker it's a meh it's it's just like eh but i'm sure there's worse sonic games that i just hadn't played like labyrinth i i hadn't played it so uh let's... but i don't i none of the sonic games i feel are like terrible out of the ones i've played it's just that some are clearly better than others if you're curious, uh, Labyrinth is on the eShop. I just looked. Oh, it is. Grab it, grab it while you yeah. can. Yeah. I, I is it on those collections Sega has? Because I know I have it on on PC. Uh, it's Sonic Gems collection, I think, has Labyrinth. 
Yep. Okay. Also, an honorable mention for the most uh, Sonic game, Sonic R. Is that the the yeah. racing one where they're like Hold on. Super Sonic? Right? No, okay. Hold on, you, you don't feel the sunshine? <laughs> Mania, Mania is the best. It gets everything about Sonic right. R should be the worst because it gets everything wrong. The thing about R for me is I I I didn't play it until Gems Collection came out. So back in the day, I was overhyping it and I couldn't play it um because of Metal Sonic and Tails doll. And I was like, "What are they? I need to see what they are." And eventually I played it and I was like, "Eh. It's all right. It's meh." Um it, but like Honestly, all the Sonic racing games feel meh to me. They're, like, not terrible, but they're not great. Like, I forgot who said it, but they like Riders. Yes. Um, I thought it was okay. Um, but eventually, I think it got a little difficult for a racing game. I was like, I just want to see the story. I don't want to, like, get better at the racing. I just want to see the story, and I can't see the story without getting better at the racing. And I felt the same way about Team Sonic Racing. I was like, this is fun, but, like, I just want to see, the like, what happens next. <laughs> but But as far as Sonic R is concerned, it gets everything wrong. The courses are disjointed, make no sense, and just have complete empty voids and shortcuts that render about half the course pointless. It has the worst handling and controls possible, so you just can't go straight to save your life. And I'm sorry, Flame Shield's up! The music okay, is the worst work. shit I have oh, ever heard in my life. I agree with this man. I yeah, agree with word. this man. Sonic R is that game where the music is either you love it or you hate it. There is no in between. There's no in between. There is no in between with this fucking game. I don't know what it is with this game in particular. There is no in between. I can't imagine unironically standing that soundtrack. Well, I do love Super Sonic Racing, so... Can you feel so. the sunshine? Mm -hmm. I feel physical pain. Oh, God. Super Sonic Racing. Tales Doll, that EXE, let's go. Yeah, if you want to talk about a pain in the ass game when it comes to collecting the emeralds, not only do you have to find them on the course as you're in a racing game, I believe you have to win the race somehow as but well. that's just like Diddy Kong Racing, too, honestly. But, but Diddy Kong Racing is a good game. <laughs> That's the difference. Their courses make total sense, and the racing is fun, and it has better music. Right, right. It's like, like this is an abomination upon nature. It, it is. It is. Like, uh, even trying to go back and play it today, you, you just can't. <clears throat> Diddy Kong Racing was awesome. Where was Sonic Racing? Like Diddy Kong Racing? No, it didn't get better until Team Sonic. Like if Rare made, if it just replaced all the characters in Donkey, uh, Diddy Kong Racing with Sonic characters, ooh boy, that would have been awesome. It would have been this, just the same exact game, reskin it with Sonic, and like Whizpig could just be like Robotnik in a mech or something. That tells all. That tells doll looks like a serial killer. I'm sorry. This is so distracting, man. I don't understand the, the meme about him being creepy. 
I guess because he looks kind of creepy. Is that why? That has to be the case. <laughs> and then people, like, people just made uh, Tails doll from Sonic R. Oh. <clears throat> so and people make creepy pastas, but that's besides the point. Uh, anyone else on uh, favorite, least favorite Sonic games? I mean, I know Ren's favorite Sonic game is Sonic I've never played it, but I've seen it. It just looks like. You just go side scroll till things get worse. It's not. Uh, I haven't played it, but I f- I hear that the um, Sonic Triple Trouble 16-bit uh, fan game is really good, and I think there was another fan game that recently came out um, with like something Star or I I don't I don't know, but there were two fan games that recently came out. I mean, I know we're talking about official games, but I thought it would just be worth mentioning. Um, there there is another Sonic like mod. I mean, I don't mind talking about mods. There's one that I have for Sonic Three that's like really good. Sonic Three Air. Uh, it's it's Chef's Kiss. It's fantastic. And the best thing is you can mod it. So if you want to uh mess with the stages or if you want to mod other characters, then you can do that, which is so so much fun. Uh, anyone else before we move on? Oh, go once, go twice. Soul. Oh well, there is one. Wait, what is like, it now? Like I wasn't, I wasn't gonna bring up non-Sonic, but it's spiritual successor that I can't recommend enough. Knights. Freedom Planet. Oh, okay. That was a very oh, good yeah. game. If yeah, you that's don't mind, if if you don't mind avoiding the cringy Saturday morning ass anime story and just getting straight to the levels. That game is pure bliss. Like, it's fast, the bosses are tough but fun, and the the gimmicks attached to each character means you play the game differently. Like you have you have your speed character that can that basically has a super dash that can go in all directions, but then you have another character that can shoot this green laser that she can sort of like transmorph into a, a green cube that you can use as a powerful attack. And then you have a character that rides on a motorcycle. Like if you're looking for 2D Sonic, but you, you, it's like you don't mind a little bit of anime thrown in, like track down Freedom Planet, especially Freedom Planet 2, which yeah, I, I, haven't, I, mean, I haven't completed I mean, yet. I mean, Freedom Planet isn't too hard to find. I think it's pretty much on everything, even the Wii U. Yeah. <clears throat> I've seen gameplay. It was great, but we got to move on to the next one. Uh, so it's time to talk about uh, the Sonic movies and then his portrayal and OVAs and television. Uh, first... Does that count in all media? Yes. Like, um, uh, does that count for comics, too? I don't know about comics but i mean you could bring it up if you want but okay. i i can't really talk about comics because i have not uh read a lot of them for sonic nope nope the, the comics are just this bottomless rabbit hole that i have not gone down in 20 years i've heard good things but it's a thanks but no thanks for me uh, if you Genesis i mean wave was horrible i did not like those stories at all if you want a fresh reboot that actually follows the sega version is the new idw comic um Ooh, if you don't okay. like the randomness of the archie era 
um I you don't probably like, like you probably like the idw sonic because it it picks up where force is left off like i mentioned earlier and actually follows the games and sega i think sega has to approve of them so I mean, thankfully, we're not back in the old 90s era of, like, video game comics. The only thing I'll say is that, uh, is the Archie ones, are they the ones that have the random weird crossovers that make no sense? Yeah. Uh, which crossovers? Um, Mega Man, Mega Man X crossovers. Those that, made sense. Yeah, I, I just, it just the, seemed, like, those, out of nowhere to me. Those were a good reason. Well, and that was main... because... Archie was also making the Mega Man comic, so they were like, oh, let's do a crossover. Yeah, I mean, I get it, but still. And it was awesome, too, so it was really good. I get it, but I don't get it at the same time. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's one of those for yep, me. I'm, yep, I didn't follow the comic, but when I heard there was a Worlds Collide event, that was get-in material for me. I read that, and that's kind of fun, and that's the only Sonic comic I really want to read. <laughs> what about Worlds Unite? Uh, like, was that the sequel? With just, yeah. here's more of this? I have not read it, that. It, it was a continuation with uh, more Sega and more Capcom characters. Yeah, it sounds like it's up my alley, and I really need uh, to find the time to do that. It was basically, I mean, I, I don't want to go on a tangent, because uh, we're going to talk about movies and stuff, but... It was basically like Sigma came in and X got involved and then Sigma was the big bad and then he had Wily and Eggman like as his lackeys. So it was yeah. really cool. Yeah, that sounds really cool. But yeah. Brendan, any words uh, to add for the comics? Uh, it's for the comics though. Um, I like them, the IW ones, but also I kind of dislike them because how Sega is mandating them. One of the things that bothered me is like, uh, I'm going to take Team Dark, for example, um, Sega, for some reason, do not want to mention them as friends, only co-workers, even though if you look back on their old material, especially like in Sonic 06, those fuckers were, you know, pretty tight-knit family at that point. Kind of like Team Cadiz is. So, like, I'm not a fan of how Sega is doing stuff like that. It's kind of undermining, like, I'm glad you don't want to take any chances or risk with certain things with the comics, which is why, part of the reason why they're so close to that material. This time around, as opposed to Archie. Archie is literally like a Wild West. Especially with the pre-Genesis Wave era of Sonic uh, Archie. I did not like that era at all. It was just, it's unironically fanfiction to a T. Like, my, one of my least favorite things on there is fucking Ultra Sonic. He is practically a god amongst gods. Like, no other character in fiction can probably beat him. That's how retarded it is. And to a point where he can wish you out of existence just by using the character emeralds. It's fucking insane. So yeah, I'm not a fan of Archie's um, Sonic, at least down the pre-Genesis era. Pulse is whatever, I mean, kept up at that point so I can judge that one. But yeah, as far as common scenes, though, I have a love-hate relationship with Sonic. This is interesting. Uh, but before I mention the movies, uh, I, I just want to say, you know, we saw our friend Ugly Sonic and uh, Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. They Our redeemed man. them. They redeemed Ugly Sonic in that film. Yeah, they really did. Like, they gave so much personality. Oh. I mean, it's kind of funny that people like Ugly Sonic now after, like, shitting on because yeah, it's not they the redeemed real Sonic, them. though. And that's yeah. different, though. It's not our Sonic, though. It's a different interpretation of Sonic. And they made him funny. That was so like, funny when I saw that. 
Imagine if that design came out for that movie, that movie would have bombed. Regardless if the movie was good, right? Because we all agree that Sonic yes. 1 was actually a good movie, right? Yep. If yep. that design stayed, though, it would have flopped. It would have flopped, and we, yeah. And we wouldn't have Sonic 2, which is, yep. you know, a fucking amazing movie. Nobody would have fucked. Nobody would be. No one was fucking with the design. I wouldn't blame them for not supporting Yo, that it. Sonic movie was great. Yeah, it's an example of them actually listening to the fans. You know, the fans didn't like it. They changed it, and look what happened. Yeah, I know yeah. people who weren't really interested in the film, but paid and saw it anyway to support that, to support the the fact that they listened to the fans. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, people, That's how you get money. And uh, to some people, that didn't matter because I saw that uh, they wanted a director's cut of the movie with Ugly Sonic back. I think as a meme. And they were trying to say this weird thing, like, and no, it goes beyond that. They tried to say this weird thing that um, the fans managed to do crunch if they had to go back and redo the model, which was absolutely well, insane but i heard that apparently they didn't that's why the movie was delayed yeah and yeah. Oh, oh they didn't have the whole movie done with that model they only like really had the parts of the trailer and and maybe a little more i'm not sure so it cost some money to redo it um but it was worth it yeah I, and I, there was no crunch I mean, either I'm it would have been funny just to at least see Ugly Sonic with what they had done. The team went out of business when they was there should... after after they was done redoing the model. That, that's that's how much you know see... they care about the fans. In Sonic Three, if it, I want to see some kind of um, costumed event, whether it's a convention or Halloween or whatever, and Ugly Sonic has to be like a third party Sonic costume, third party like. I mean, like, uh, from, from, I don't know, like a knockoff. That's what I mean. Like a knockoff Sonic costume, because people maybe recognize who Sonic is now. Uh, some people, maybe. Uh, I don't know. Maybe at some point in the movie, he becomes, like, people know who he is. And so there's Sonic merchandise, and I want to see ugly Sonic as some piece of merchandise. And then Sonic would look at it and be like, ah, oh. like, say something snarky about how, like, like oh you know I'd love to see a movie with this guy or something like that you know yeah that that would be that would be really funny that'd be cool if I had to go back to the point since I entertained the idea it's just that most money loss if I were to fill myself in the shoes of the people that said that but I wouldn't say that it was crutch if they delayed the movie and it wasn't finished with that model so. Uh, yeah. yeah, that was that was just hilarious. I had to bring that up. But as for the movies themselves, uh, I think they're good. The only thing is that, you, you know, as it usually comes with movies of this nature, and this kind of happens to kaiju movies as well, some of the humans I really just don't care about, and, and they're just there as either small pieces of comedic relief or uh, filler. Uh, but I, I will say they do a good job at making like it entertaining with the fact that Jim Carrey is Robotnik and he's doing stuff with uh, the agent. I forget his name. Stone. Stone. I, I, yeah. Uh, and, and I thought that dynamic was pretty good with them and Knuckles in the second movie where Knuckles is ancient and he doesn't know what dot 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 means when texting. So I, I thought that was a funny moment just overall in general. I like that. I do, I do like that uh, that version of Knuckles, especially the guy behind the voicing of that character in the movie, Idris, who, who is known yeah. as Bloodsport. Idris Elba really nailed that role, dude. Like, yep. I was, I would have killed to have the, like the OG actor of Knuckles to come in, at least one of the um, earliest ones possible. 
Dwight looked. Eldris, Eldris just fucking killed it, man. I, I was performance. I was worried that he it, he might have sounded too old because um, Knuckles is you know around the same age as Sonic, but it sounded so natural that yeah, I was I mean, like, all right, so, this works. <laughs> he's a blood warrior, man. Like yeah, he's a warrior at heart. So like yeah. Eldris. No, no bad. That Plus, look cool. these characters aren't human. I mean, look at your, like, even, uh, uh, like, a, a dog, like, when it's younger, it could still have somewhat of a deep bark, you know? So, like, okay. I was like, yeah, they're not human. So, I, even if it did sound too old, which it didn't, it would work in that sense. But, like, not to compare people to dogs, but you know what I mean? Like, they're not human beings. So, but. Um, I mean, you can if you uh, watch Full Metal Alchemist. <laughs> do I look yeah, like I, I think power? everything yeah I think everything all the, the voices sounded like perfect <clears throat> buttery smooth <laughs> uh, Sonic 3 um, what, what do you guys want for this movie other than Shadow mm, Metal I want, Sonic I want confirmation that Jim Carrey will return first yeah. and foremost I Dude, after he I said he's he's taking a break, quote unquote, from acting, yeah. yeah, that that's the part that makes me kind of doubt it, which sucks because I I did like his robotic, but at the same time, I guess you could say they could make it where Shadow, you know, carries the movie if they wanted to do that. Just uh, I will be okay with that. Yeah, but we have to explore I mean, Robotnik's grandfather. Who? Yeah, that's true. You can't have like, not have Robotnik in it without you know. Shadow as well, but you gotta have both characters in there because they're too identical to the story of Sonic Adventure 2. You think if he is going on this sabbatical or whatever, he's getting recasted? Probably. Uh, They said they were not. They said they would not. They're not? Okay. That's crazy. They gotta get him in though because, like, they cannot. But. I mean, if they want it. I mean, I think he's gonna return for two reasons. Uh, One, he said that if there was a script that really spoke to him, and I think I could be wrong, but I think that he seems to like that role. And this is one of the movies, or movie series where people really love him in this role. Where like, well, what are the roles of Jim Carrey that stand out to you? There's like Ace Ventura, The um, Mask. Yeah, there are certain roles, uh, and I think this one is one of the big roles because of the fan base, and I hope he recognizes that. Uh, And two, he did mention in an interview uh, for Sonic 2, uh, somebody asked him about the fat suit, um, and he was like, yeah, maybe in the next one I want to have, like, the whole fat suit. And so the fact that he mentioned, like, the next one um, was, like, I hope that's not a lie for like the interview, and I hope he's seriously considering being in the next one. You know, I also after he's saying like, "Oh, I am enough," and and doing these cryptic sort of things, it's, it's it seems like it's gonna be fifty fifty to me. But yeah, I if they recast him or whatever, it'd be kind of weird. But I hope that's not the direction they go in. Well, I think they purposely yeah. left his fate ambiguous in two for that reason. You know. Yeah, he's not. Yeah, like, I mean, I don't want Jim Carrey to retire, but I can understand why, considering he is getting older. Mm. Yeah, he did say, though, it's semi retired, though, if I remember correctly. So, like, that's what he wants to stop acting. Plus, I think his grandson he mentioned uh, when he was preparing for the role liked 
Sonic, so I feel like maybe he has a personal attachment to the character too for that. Ah. I think, don't quote me on that, but I think he mentioned when he was preparing for the role, I think he mentioned his grandchildren or grandson or something. Um, so I feel like he might be more attached to the role and be more willing to return because of that. But I, I don't rem remember exactly if that was what he said, but I'm pretty sure. Well, I'm just going to chalk it up to, I hope semi-retirement means, well, only uh, Sonic, <laughs> on, only everything else, but Sonic, Sonic, I'll come back to, uh, yeah. Then we have to discuss the idea of a child getting shot in this movie because we already know that Sonic's, uh, well, Shadow's origins are like just dark. Uh, so you think they're gonna bump up the rating to PG 13 or not? Nah? I mean, yeah. they could be PG and then just off screener. Oh, they might I just mean, do an off, they might like do an off screen or silhouette and, and hear a gunshot, but they would probably make it ambiguous enough for you to be able to make the connection without actually seeing someone get shot. Yeah, I think that's is also under the assumption like a that... going black and gunshot. It's like... I will anything. just cut out the middleman altogether. Who says she has to get shot in order to die? Who says she has to die? <laughs> oh! Yeah, I, I was gonna Maria say... Died. Yeah, I was gonna say that I think uh, well, that's operating under the assumption... in stasis, too. That she yeah. has to like get shot, like she doesn't have to like get shot. That's assuming like she dies at all. They can make it like, or even that she exists. I, I mean, we would hope that they would stay consistent with the character, but like maybe Shadows just got some other kind of edgier problem. Because when you think about sort of the characters, like how Sonic is portrayed in the movie, Sonic is like you know supposed to be like a pretty cool, pretty cocky character. But Sonic in the movie, like the live action film, he's kind of more of like a hyperactive child. I yeah, want to see um, what I actors are. The, gonna, I want to see. I want to know what actors are going to play Gerald Robotnik and Maria Robotnik. Hold on, what were you saying, Brendan? Uh, my apologies, though, but uh, I think the directors or producers, whatever, saying like they want to be, I say, closer to the story for Shadow as possible. I believe something like that, or they say as faithful as possible to the characters. So I want to roll out the possibility of Maria actually getting shot or at least dying on off screen. Now, they, they don't have to like, necessarily shoot her, though, right? But you could just say that she did die, and by whatever causes, though. But it still has to be gun involved, and she mm. still needs to die, because otherwise you wouldn't have Shadow, because that clearly kill, kills his motivation of well, him doing his, um, his thing in, um, in Sonic Adventure 2. Yep. They can even have her, because she had a disease that Gerald was trying to treat, so they can even have like her being treated and gun pulling the plug on the project and then she can't get her medication anymore or something you know yeah, like could you could really do anything like that like as long as it falls in line with with the uh the original story of like why people have certain motivations yeah that guy should work i agree i just make gun look like such dicks uh, as if they already weren't but yeah, I'm about to say. <laughs> that's probably the point. But... I mean, I mean, the like shadow of the is being treated. Pull the plug. <laughs> pull the the plug. shadow of the hedgehog game is right there. I know. I played it. I was just making a joke. Yeah. Uh, 
Yeah, I, I'm looking forward to this movie, though. I think it's just going to be another one of those epic events. Uh, e even in the second one, they made it to where, like, uh, Knuckles and Sonic was this, like, epic showdown. So it's probably going to be the same with, like, Shadow and Sonic in this movie. Uh, and, and, and of course, the understanding of where he's coming from is going to mean a lot, as well as him being, like, strong and... Uh, I would like to see Sonic, you know, defeated in this movie as he was before by Shadow, so that, that that would be fine. Well, I think that they don't have to only adapt one game. Like, the, the second movie was a, a, somewhat of a loose adaptation of both 2 and 3. Yeah. Um, so yeah. they could loosely adapt various games, and I wouldn't be surprised, especially because it's part of Shadow's backstory, if they bring in the Black Arms somehow. Like, they might go kind of... They might stay on script with the lore and, like, motivations and stuff, but they could kind of go off on their own adaptation and, like, by the end of the movie, Sonic and Shadow team up to fight the Black Arms, you know? It's just like, oh, wow, this is different. <laughs> but also not different. <laughs> That you know? could also be his own movie or hell, a spinoff show. Like oh, yeah, the they can expand spinoffs. They could do that, yeah. But they can introduce it. They can yeah, like, they, show they can Black Doom, it. like, in... It, like, they can show that uh, diary that you pick up in, in Shadow or, or whatever of, like, Gerald teaming up with Black Doom to create Shadow. Like, that can be the start of it. That's just yeah. a hint, like, a little clip, and then Shadow can get his own spinoff series or something, you know? Yeah, I agree. I agree. That's a good idea. All right, so but Black Doom could replace Robotic mm. in a sense. Sorry, I keep, I feel like I keep interrupting, but I keep thinking of ideas. <laughs> I feel like involving Black Doom in any way is just a pipe dream. <laughs> yeah, that seems like there's a lot of supplemental material there that could be basically his own show. Uh, or just what's ignored. the matter? You don't like Black Doom. <laughs> Or just ignored because it really does it really does contradict with past events a lot. Yeah, well it's an adaptation. They'll change things that don't make sense. Yeah. And we already have multiple worlds. It's like, like oh, the like, black arms are in a different universe. Like Maria could be alive in the present era. Yeah. I that's not I I, would well, I don't know, find but I still that want them to be I still want them to be balls again killer. Yeah, because it'll show a it's grown up shit now, so you know that's pretty dark storyline. So I I hope just some semblance of it is still there. Uh, as for TV shows, I've not watched a lot of Sonic TV shows, so I'll just leave that up to you guys. You never seen the Saturday morning cartoon? I've like only seen X. I've only seen it. No, I've never seen it. Well, poor bastard. Which is the one with Urkel? Is Sonic? I bubbles. Both the there's three cartoons. I think I've seen all of them. There's three. There's three. There's Sonic Underground. There was the Adventures of Sonic the Hedgehog, and then there was just Sonic the Hedgehog, which people refer to as Sonic Sat AM because it was on Saturday morning AM. Adventures is the one I seen. Adventures is the 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 like Looney Tunes esque. The I grew up with these shows, so I can tell you that Adventures is the most cartoonish cartoon you can imagine. It's the furthest thing from the Sonic video games, and I honestly love it. I think it has a specific charm. I love Scratch and Grounder and Coconuts. 
I think it has an incredible charm to it. And to me, Long John Baldry is an underrated Robotnik voice. Promotion. <laughs> oh, yeah. Sonic Septim is based off the comic, and it is also good. No, I think the comic is based off of that. Or, or oh, they both comic were first. Based, comic or they were first. both based off of. Uh, are you sure? Maybe you're right. Very, I think very. I think they're. I thought they were both based on. Mm. Um, like uh, like like a behind the scenes content of they were trying to create something. Nope, nope. These characters did not exist until the Archie comic. I'm pretty sure they did. research. Research. It was like it was it was a super late 1992. Here's your sneak preview of the comic, and then a year later, Sonic Satam happened. Well, they could have been being created simultaneously. Then, in that yep. case. But point being, it's still a good cartoon that was gone too oh, yeah. soon. I did enjoy the cartoon a lot. Um, I had a few um, on VHS that I was watching on repeat several times as a kid. Um, I also did watch Sonic X, and I thought Sonic X was well done, um, and they portrayed the character well. I think it was very. I thought it was like um, very enjoyable. Um, I didn't really catch a lot of the Saturday um, morning Sonic. I always missed it. I probably should have set an alarm or something. I would always oversleep. My cousin would not wake me up too. He would wake up, like he would wake up, and be like, "Oh man, watch that episode of Sonic." I'd be like, "Why didn't you wake me up, bro?" Like, what do you, what do you mean? <laughs> but, um, yep. I didn't really get to experience it, but I heard it was great. Yep, those the the two cartoons released at the same time are good in their own way. And then there's Sonic Underground, which we don't talk about. I've never heard of it. Right, now, that's so the one I'm doing some and Sonic X. Doing some quick research, it says the show for Sonic Sat AM was also the partial basis for a comic book series called Sonic the Hedgehog yeah, Archie Comics. The, com um, the, the comic book hit first. I guess it was released first, but maybe, yeah. you know, maybe one was in the works before the other. I don't know, but I just figured out. Yeah, the first, the first issue I remember coming out around the same time as Sonic 2, which was like around Thanksgiving 92. I remember picking it up at like, like this big ass bazaar in the middle of town <laughs> bazaar oh, i love yeah. the old archie comics uh i yeah. got real into them in right. like i was catching up on reading them in college and that's when they were releasing the sonic archives and the compilations and i'm like yo this is so crazy ridiculous and it was fun and then it got canceled rad i have a question for you yeah, and then I'll I'll just I'll just answer question number like eight in jest. But go ahead. Uh, so, boom! In terms of the show, have you watched it? Um, I tried to, but six in the morning is a huge ask for me nowadays. Oh. But I have I have seen clips and I have liked what I have seen. It seems fun, and it would have seemed fun if I was like twenty years younger. No, so I actually of... seen Boom. Was... Why the show was funny? I'll tell you this: Why couldn't they follow that the the story the show the story from the show and put that in the Wii U game? That just seems like a big misfire. There, it's like okay, here here's this uh, transmedia show that's like kind of cool, but the game is nothing like that in terms of you know. <laughs> Yeah, the game was supposed to start like a brand new like evolution of Sonic, and it kind of felt flat. Well, the show did that right, but not the game. But 
uh, my my thoughts on the movies are it they just surprised me with how decent they are like you go back to that first trailer for the first movie and ugly sonic was a thing and everybody was ready to throw up their arms and ready to throw this movie into the suck pile and the gangster's paradise music too oh they, yeah panicked sega panic i was i was disappointed they didn't keep gangster's paradise do you think sega panicked or paramount panicked paramount Both. it was paramount it was paramount they have completely yeah, for- you guys ever know about like the Sonic movie that was going to happen, but because the Saturn game got canceled, the film got scrapped too. Barely. Because I think they had to do tried to make. It was. I think the plot was there was a kid who was playing Sonic Extreme on Saturn, that's, and then Sonic like comes out of the game, and they got to space the story of one know. of the Archie comics, though. That's all I need to know. To know that would have been trash. <laughs> it would have been at least nineties king. What the fuck? No, good. no, no. If you want to talk about a Sonic movie in the nineties, the OVA's right there. Yeah. We could talk about that. I like the OVA. Is that the one where like uh Metal Sonic is in the lava? Metal Sonic, Metal Robotnik. Yeah. The fight. Yeah, the big fight at the end, and he's in the lava trying to save him. That can only be the one, one Sonic. Sonic. Metal! It's so that that has a specific charm to me. It has a a few moments of why, but I chalk that why up to just that's an anime. Yep. But it has a lot of heart to it in some cases. Like that that first episode where they fight Metal Robotnik and Knuckles shows up to save the day. That's fun. That's decent. It's when you involve all the side characters and Robotnik is trying to marry the president's daughter in which, yeah, no, no. never. I just know the best line from from that OVA was, you might know everything that I'm going to do, but that's not going to help you since I know everything (laughs) you're going to do. Strange, isn't it? (laughs) To me, to me, that Sonic voice has a lot of charm to it as well. I know I know people give it I know people give that dub shit because it's Monster Island and they're the B team of Texas dubs. But I think they were a good fit for that show or at least that project. At the time, the only voice was Julia White. And this was a different take on it it was like an anime style so in fact i could be wrong but didn't it come to america after the those cartoons were already after like the the original ova was 96 and i think the american version hit around the same time as adventure did oh 1999 see that the 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 kind of crappy thing about just the just the results of the time is that there was no way to really know how like these things even existed like i missed out on on a lot of i mean eventually i watched it but like at the time i would miss out on stuff just because i didn't know when it was coming out. i didn't even know things existed you know whereas nowadays it's as easy as like oh a new show's coming out so says this website you know so like you had to actually hunt down information and hunt down like or like hear from word of mouth, like, oh, did you hear about the Sonic movie? Like, the the what? And that <laughs> you know? definitely was the case for uh, other stuff like Dragon Ball, where it was hard to get it. People had to record on VHSs and import it. So, mm-hmm. uh, 
Thank God for the digital age of the internet. Yeah. Although, yeah, like, but that's still... that's how you knew you were a dedicated inmate. <laughs> you had to go to conventions to get VHS. Yeah, it's like a treasure hunt. <laughs> or just watch, just watch it on stars like I did. Yep. Yep. That's how I saw the, the Sonic <laughs> anime movie. Same. I saw it on. I remember watching anime on Sci-Fi. I remember it was on TV, and I had to tape it on VHS. Oh God, yes. I remember yes. Street Fighter on Stars. Man, what a, what a, what That's a moment. That's a crazy time. Stars. Yeah, six a.m. to watch Street Fighter Two, the animated movie. But I think as far I mean, as I think as I will just finish off by saying I think that as far as non-video game-based media for Sonic, he came out of that. He came out of that pretty all right. I agree. I yep. There are there there are definitely more hits than misses, which is a blessing for video game adaptations. Yo, these days it's like it's, that's hard to come by. But uh, any other opinions on the OVAs, the TV, or the live action Sonic movie? I want to see more. I, I want to see Boom coming coming back. <laughs> Have our, what is the hype check on the upcoming Netflix show? I'm interested. I mean, people are excited for it. I'll watch it. Uh, I don't have nothing against it. I know people were pissed about Sonic's actor, but that that won't bother me if it's like really good. Yep. If we just I have think to see. he sounds exactly yep. like the, like um, Roger Craig Smith. The, like, the trailer hit a few days ago, and it sounds like Sonic, and it's fine, yep. and I don't have anything else to say. Sounds although, great to me. Although, shout outs to casting Brian goddamn drummond as dr eggman oh really yes wow yes ocean dub fajita is now robotnik or eggman <laughs> that's interesting i like that that you is interesting things over nine thousand. yep sonic's power level is over nine thousand. it's he's he has not aged I actually not... didn't know there was a Netflix coming up for Sonic. I'm actually going to have to scope uh, it out. Do we learn today? It starts up next month. Ooh, okay. What's it called? Sonic, Sonic Prime. Prime. Sonic Prime. Prime. Oh, Amazon Prime. Okay, I'll be on the lookout for that. There was, uh, there's also an idea that Paramount Plus wants to get a Knuckles series. Well, yep. Yeah, that's already confirmed. That. And Idris yeah. Elba returning to voice. Oh, oh yeah. So yeah. He did word to that. Although yes. for the the bonus short that they included in the second movie, um, the voice Idris Elba and the voice of Tails, uh, Colleen, I think O'Shaughnessy. Yeah, yeah. Um, the they they didn't return to voice. I think there was schedule. There might have been a scheduling conflict for Colleen, but um, yeah. I I wouldn't be surprised if they just didn't have the budget to <laughs> bring in Idris Elba to do a few knuckles lines for a short. Yep. But I think. Um, Oh, why am I blanking on Sonic's voice actor's name? Um, Roger Craig? No, no, for uh, the movie. The movie. For the, yeah, 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 yeah. It's on the tip of my on tongue as well. It's, it's the yeah. Parks and Rec guy. Yeah, uh, but I think he his name has been His name is Ben Schwartz. Ben Schwartz, Schwartz. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he he. I think he voiced Sonic in that short. Uh, so the people um, who took over for Tails and Knuckles, they sounded pretty close, though. Like, they were good... Um, Sound-alikes, I guess, or impersonators. Well, but well, my concern the, is that any spin-off media, like, I hope they bring in the original voices. Um, but if they don't, I hope they sound very close. 
Well, they return in the third movie. They have to. It's they un- have to unless something <laughs> comes up. That has a bigger budget. I because listen, because yeah. listen, Colleen is the one and only Tails. She, after all these years, she is the one and only. Um, I I think that's I think the Kate, voice I, I hear now. Yeah, as Tails. Am, is my brain rotting, or did Kate Higgins voice Tails for a bit? Not I think that I she remember. did before she, Colleen she stepped did. in. She did. Like, like that. Like that's your that's your second string, and that's not but a bad choice. They sounded very similar, which yeah. is funny because both Colleen O'Shaughnessy and Kate Higgins voice characters in Naruto. So. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yep. Kate Higgins Good is talk. Sakura, right? Yep. Yes. And Colleen is Ino and yep. Konohamaru. Oh, so that's, that's just fine. hilarious that the two rivals like voice the same character. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Voice acting is basically a it's basically a six degrees of Kevin Bacon waiting to happen. <laughs> what were you saying, Kadegi? Yeah, she voiced oh. him in Sonic Colors. Um yeah. and Free Riders. Uh quick question. Um did they redub the, the 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 audio for Sonic Colors Ultimate? I think it's still the same. same okay. Though. Uh yeah, Kanegi, what were you saying? I said so that that explains why the Sonic fan base likes the Naruto anime. Uh, <laughs> that's an interesting yeah. crossover. Uh, speaking of which, I was working on and still am when I can a crossover between Sonic and Naruto. <laughs> it's more oh like God, it's, the two thousand. So, sorry, back. let me let me clarify. Not necessarily a crossover of Sonic meets Naruto. But more like um, in the vein of the old Archie comics where they had these alternate universes. So like one of them is like the Sonic version of Naruto. So like all the Naruto characters as Sonic characters. Oh I will God. post a link in the chat. Fanfiction.net never died. Exactly. All right, it so only as we stronger. As, as we move <laughs> on from fanfiction.net... Uh, Rand, this is probably going to be a question central to you yep. for Frontiers. Uh, All right. So, first impressions on that for for people that have played it. I know I have not, so I'll be yep. skipping this question. I, I will. I will abstain, and I will let impressions because I have the feeling I'm the only one here who has played Sonic Frontiers because it happened to come out the same week as another highly uh, anticipated no, game. I've, played, oh. I've been playing Sonic Frontiers. I'm like on the third island. Yeah, Hold on. Switch? Story spoilers. Yeah. Alright. Um, so I, I, I will abstain. I'll let you guys go and I'll go last. What about the Switch version? Uh, Drill played the Switch version. Oh. Is it good on Switch? Mm-hmm. No, I mean, I I will say, um, I because I hadn't played it yet, and I so I had to look at a trailer because I wanted to at least somewhat be more prepared for this podcast. I looked at a trailer. Um, it looks really cool. Um, it looks really cool. That's all I can say. I'm. I've heard nothing but great things about it. Yeah, I'm. I'm. Actually, I like have high key, you have it. I'm high key. I tempted. have it, but I it's in. Uh, I have a backlog of games. I'm just like, I, I trying to play you. that and the other games too. I just picked up Pokemon Scarlet and Violet today. And I'm like, I got Sonic Frontiers and God of War, and I'm still trying to finish Pokemon Arceus. And, ah, yeah, <laughs> I'm I'm high key tempted to buy Frontiers right after this podcast and go and stream it. Um, I mean, it's on sale. For uh, for forty bucks on Black Friday, is it? 
Ayo. Yes. Go store. Let me see here. Sonic. Like, this is kind of why I wish I would have just waited because now they're selling P5 for on Look Switch for everything, and I bought it from full price. Sale already. This game just came out. <laughs> hey. Hey. Yeah, I'm gonna yeah. wait. I'll see I mean, what they do on Steam. I'm gonna see what they do on Steam. I mean, the whole fucking Sonic on sale for Black Friday, but not COD. No, no, <laughs> Todd is like a, a commodity, a high commodity right now. Uh, so Fish looks beautiful. Yeah, it's the only thing I can say about Frontiers is that I was looking forward to it for a long, long time. It's cool that people seem to be digging it. Uh, though I have seen like there were some bugs and then some people falling through the ground, but that might be minimal in my experience because it could always be different. So. Uh, we'll see when I get my hands on the game, but I, I did see someone. I don't know I think they went to like a rune or something and they fell to the floor Because uh, I'm always watching uh, on download or, or Fidel play this game. So he broke the shit out of it <laughs> Ah, Rad, what about you? I know you have the game. I don't okay. I will say first and foremost There is a spoiler warning so this uh, is to anyone uh, who is thinking about picking up Sonic Frontiers. I don't want to hear any spoilers. Okay. There is one thing I will tell you. If you pick the game up and it asks you what difficulty you want to pick, pick hard mode. Oh, yeah. I heard that there's a secret ending for hard mode, but you can also switch the difficulty yeah. at any point during the game. So uh, technically you could play easy up to the end and switch to hard, but you have to know when to switch to hard. And I don't know when. Uh, they, they, they will tell you if you've been noticing the pattern of how the games progress. Okay, so now we're in the spoiler okay. warning territory in three, two, one. So the game will tell you outright if you've been noticing the patterns of you got six Chaos Emeralds. How are you going to get the seventh? It's on the head of the Titan. So when you get six and you're looking for the seventh, you're fighting the Titan. And this is made no more clear than the last boss where you have six and then Eggman rolls up and he's like, well, I got you the seventh because you were too slow to pick up them all up. And then you're fighting the final boss. So most of my discussion of Frontiers is going to be centered around the bosses because they are awesome. And I know the music is not going to be to everyone's taste, but I feel like it sort of enhances the experience of fighting them. It's sort of that revengeance style where the music is dynamic based on how much of the boss's ass you have thoroughly kicked. It's, it's, it's that, and it's just the bosses themselves. Uh, Giganto? Giganto's a good fight. He's mostly a sort of set up an introduction because you're fighting all of them as supersonic. So he's kind of a tutorial boss to get you ready for that. And he's actually kind of fun. Then you get to the second fight, which is the Wyvern, and then you really got to learn the mechanics. How much of the mechanics you have come to understand, especially parrying, will determine how much you enjoy that fight. Otherwise, you are getting socked in the face by missiles constantly and getting pushed away from the boss because 
it will it will attack twice when you're used to parrying once. And then it's also the introduction of quick time events. And if you fail this, if you fail this quick time event, you don't go back to that phase of the boss before the quick time event, like say Bayonetta. You go back to the beginning of the fight when you're just normal ass Sonic. And that has happened to me. So my experience with Wyvern was based around how messy that fight was for me. But I've heard people sort of praise the Wyvern fight, but it's got nothing on fighting the knight, which I believe is the best fight in the game. Uh, like, holy shit. That fight is so fun to do, especially at the second half of it, where he starts throwing the shield around and you have to like grab the shield with parrying and toss it back at the knight to stun him. And then you can just beat the piss out of him and it is so satisfying to do so so those fights are great the supreme is not the supreme is the final fight on normal and it is the most boring fight in the game like it puts up all these little shield bits that you kind of have to get around in order to damage the boss itself you could just you could just break down one of the shield bits and just wail on the boss there is minimal resistance, especially if you've leveled up your attack, because, yeah, there's a leveling mechanic in this game. You have to basically gather these fruits and, like, present them to this elder, and he will enhance your attack and defense. So, yeah, the Supreme fights a botch, and if you beat it on normal, the whatever happens from there on is a quick time event cutscene until you play it on hard mode. Oh my god, that fight. So, um, I've talked to a friend about The End, which, that's the name of the boss, by the way, The End. I've talked to a friend about this. And he and I are kind of in the agreement that this gameplay is so drastically different, and I can understand why this is a hard mode exclusive, because it's a bullet hell fight. If you've played, if you played this treasure shooter named Ikaruga, you've played the end. It's the same idea of your ship has to change color depending on the bullets, and you shoot the bullets to gain enough meter to fire off like a missile barrage at the boss. So it's kind of fun. That's mostly the bosses. I believe they are the highlight of the game. The overall exploration of the game is like decent there are a few moments where the game will lock your camera because there are just rails in midair and some of the sequences either put you in a third person view where it's like sonic is at the center of the camera or it's sort of this side scrolling 2d segment and i'm glad that frontiers did that because <laughs> otherwise I don't think I could have gotten through those segments because a lot of them are just not precise, but you can basically forego the track the game is laying out for you and just sort of manually move across some of the segments. 
there are a few moments where even if you don't want to do those segments, you've already done them. You've already collected the item you need from those challenges. The camera will lock you in that sequence. So that's kind of a strike against it where there is exploration. It does encourage it. And you will be rewarded for doing so. But once you've explored those segments, you sort of get railroaded back into them after the fact because of how generally fast you're moving. So exploration's fine. There are a few enemies just sort of hanging out in the wild that I never want to fight again because of the final island. There are these wolves that sort of... What a red, huh? Yeah, where can I finish going on here? Oh, I think. Mayday? Mayday. Mayday. I think that was a podcast's way of saying as soon as we got to the spoiler segment, it had to stop somewhere. Yeah, like, shut up, bitch. No spoilers. Someone put you died right there. (laughs) I'm basically moving at sonic speed. Am I still coming in? Uh, Yes, you are. Now, are you still going to continue with spoilers? Yes. Okay, yes. we, I'm going to mute them. Yeah. So anyway, there's this fight on the final island with a bunch of wolves, and they run really fast and circle around you, and you have to keep parrying them again and again and again and again. And you can't escape this until you do those six consecutive parries, because if you try to get out, you run straight into the wolves, you get hit, it's like they are the most annoying thing to fight in the game. And there are these also these like mini boss fights, which uh, it's kind of take it or leave it. But what I will highlight, mm-hmm. I believe it is called the Caterpillar, where you kind of have to run into it, but you have to wander around these like front and back <laughs> rails in order to touch the orbs that go on to attack the boss. So you do that, and then you get off the rails, and then the the boss pukes out orbs at you, and you have to dodge them so you can actually hit the boss. It's just a process I never want to do again. So many bosses are fun. You kind of have to fight them to get the items necessary to unlock the cyberspace levels. And the cyberspace levels are clearly, hey, we have these generations and forces assets lying around. We need to use them again. So the cyberspace levels are sort of the forces style uh, classic level designs with uh, modern Sonic and all his janky glory. Like if you're, I got a question. Sorry to interrupt. Um, Go ahead. Which side of the game do you enjoy more, the open world or the cyberspace levels? Um, I see like a conflict of interest where people say this open world sucks, while the cyber levels are actually good. And vice versa. It it really does kind of depend because as far as cyberspace goes, um, some levels are better than others. There are a few levels that you have to get the best possible time on them, and these times are so strict. Anyone who has played Stage 1-2 knows exactly what I am talking about. 
because you have to go out of your way to not take the dynamic things, avoid the spring, avoid fighting the enemies. Just fuck it. Just blast through that stage. Take all the shortcuts you want. And even then, you barely get the S rank. It's just... Like, it really depends. There are parts of the open world I like and parts I don't like, and the same applies to cyberspace. Because, well... I have a video where I just did all the cyberspace levels at once. And if you don't know exactly what you're doing in some of them, you can just sort of fly off the stage because you missed out on a rainbow ring or you didn't know where an enemy was going to pop up or you just don't know what direction you're going at times. So cyberspace levels are kind of fine, but a nightmare if you're trying to get all of the objectives. So I think I've covered just about everything that isn't the story, which the story itself is fine, but I don't want to discuss it too much because admittedly, I just sort of, I just sort of, my brain left my body for some of them because they're fine, but I just want to play the game at some point. I will say, I hope Sage sticks around because she seems like a better use of an Eggman lackey than fucking Orbot and Cubot do. And the, they sort of make it out to seem like Eggman treats Sage like Sage is his daughter, which is a good dynamic, and they really are pushing that narrative by the end because because hey sage kind of sacrifices herself against the big bad and then you get the post credit scene where eggman discovers sage's data and he's like yeah that's my girl so i hope sage sort of comes back in the in the mainline Sonic games, because that's a character that doesn't deserve to be shackled to a single game. But at the end of the day, I believe Sonic Frontiers is a decent proof of concept. They haven't quite ironed out all the kinks when it comes to the way Sonic moves, because there's still a few moments where... Sonic just sort of stops dead after hitting a boost rail. Like, you're not sure when... Some of it, some of it, you can just sort of take your hands off the wheel because the boosts move him from place to place. And... <laughs> but there's some cases where it just won't. Sonic will just stop dead. And I feel like a part of what made 2D Sonic great is that he has racing controls. If you're moving fast and you stop, you get the isket. Like, you don't get that there. He just stops. So the jank is still there. It's a decent proof of concept, and I would really like to see how a more traditional Sonic game is done with these controls. Because they use all of the buttons on your controller. Like, uh, attacks... Because there is combat in this game. I didn't get much of a chance to talk about it <laughs> because this podcast is going on for three fucking hours. Forgive me. But there is combat in this game and like you can attack something and you will enjoy the game much more when you're just not mashing X to win. 
because there's like cyclone spins and like you can do cool shit like dash to the side and do another attack from that and it's fun and i would really like to see where sonic team goes with this i hope they don't throw out a lot of what they've learned here because there is potential there is absolutely potential in the way sonic controls they just need to sort of tighten up the graphics a bit on level three ha 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 and then we could have a classic on our hands and I believe that is where I will stop ranting about Sonic Frontiers. It's a solid 7.5. 7. Right. I'm happy with my day one impulse purchase. Uh... All right. Now we're back. That was long. But yep. all, all the Frontiers opinions are out of the window. Tears. Uh <sighs> So we could just simply move on to the next question because this is lapsing over three hours now. Uh, what direction should be taken forward with the series if you were at the helm? I guess before letting you guys go, I'll, I'll go real quick. Uh, just more consistent quality Sonic titles. I mean, this is a no-brainer, right? Uh, they there was an interview that they released saying they want to take the feedback of Frontiers into account uh so i, I guess they want to fix it and then and then move on to the next either character or sonic game which i, I don't know what is going to be but uh honestly i don't know what happened after sonic mania or why they didn't decide to do another entry but if i was at the helm i would get on that asap and and do it make it happen i don't care how impossible it is just get the right people and go and then figure out how to make a bitter a bigger and better game than sonic frontiers and and that's about it just just go from there and see what works and what doesn't you know it's something we mentioned earlier instead of throwing the baby out with the bath order uh we could improve it and and make it better so that's what i would do i was gonna say the exact same thing you know just make two different sonic games like one for the continuation of frontiers and make it better and like you said the other where uh we, we possibly get a, a sequel to mania or another entry that ha that is the same ground level as sonic mania yep it's keeping the 2d without totally getting rid of it i think that's what they should Absolutely. do next now i'm in the same uh, ballpark as you but one little caveat too do not do another Generations Forces type game. Leave Classic Sonic alone. Let him go into Ether with another game, but do not cross him over again. Just let him be his own thing. Although, I will technically speak, I think Mania Classic Sonic is like his own version rather than it being mainline Classic Sonic. But still, like, leave that into the Ether and make a new game for that. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, like, everyone was fine with crossovers, like, once, but then it got bit overused really quick. Yeah. But on top of that, I want them to make a return of multiple playable characters. We had a game where we had, like, say, Shadow, Knuckles, whoever else as playable characters since 06. Given the issues around that game, I can understand why they want to tone it down, basically just tone it down a bit and just have one character, like AKA Sonic, you know, the title character. But I think we're long overdue 
for returning characters to be playable again. Because when Shadow was announced to be playable in Forces, I was fucking hyped for it. Even if the game is pretty mid, uh, the fact that Shadow's playable again, like, they got me excited. Even if it's just pretty much Sonic. No, we're darker skin. Ah, don't, don't cancel me. But certainly, though, we're long overdue for something like that. You know, we need, yeah, like another Sonic Heroes. Like, that would be down. Yeah, that or just another adventure style game. You know, we have a bunch of other characters we need playstyles come together again. And, like, one of, like, the Sonic Frontier producers said if the game did well, they would consider Adventure 3 or something like that. I don't know. Haven't heard anything about that. Me neither. Uh, oh, okay. I just heard oh, okay. uh, them say... Oh, sorry to cut you off. Uh, yeah. I, I just heard them say that they want to improve on uh, what made Frontiers good. That's it. That's all they said. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, honestly, that's all I can ask for is bring back multiple characters, man. Shadow. So that's our guess. Yeah, another crack at a shadow game. Like, come on. Like, it's just sure that they could just make another one and it'd be popular if it had like good mechanics and everything. So I wouldn't mind. Yo, dude, shadow fans are cramming for something new with the character that's not garbage. Because, like, there was, at, um, like I said, post Sonic Colors, man, the characters went downhill. Like, Knuckles was dumb. Shadow's just unironically uh, an edge lord now. But like they gotta do something to bring them back to freaking characters. So basically, they just made them into parodies of themselves. Yeah, basically, yeah, they're pretty much jokes of the of the former selves. Pretty Sonic Colors. I saw that meme and it was mostly the Boom renditions, and I'm like, that has to be that has to be the overall consensus for what they did with some of the characters there yeah. because Knuckles and seems dumb. That's part of the reason why I strongly dislike Sonic Boom. Aside from like, no, I don't. I'm not a big fan of the show. I, it didn't click with me. It's not necessarily a bad show, just not for me, right? But it's what they did with the characters and the uh, precedent is set from from what, 2014, where that show slash game came out. That unfortunately it bled into the mainline series that people treat these characters like a joke. Like Shadow in, in that series is just a fucking joke. He's literally just an unironic edge lord to a point where even I could cry blood. And he got Knuckles, who's the biggest idiot on the fucking planet, which is contrary to what he really is. Yeah, sure, he's not the smartest um, person in the world, though, but he's not stupid either. Make him a yeah, warrior I mean, again. I, I do. Go ahead, I'm sorry. Oh, no, I, I just made a little joke. Make him a warrior again. Yeah, I was going to say, I thought, and I mean, perhaps this is not uh, the most accurate thing, but I, my understanding, yes, I agree that Knuckles isn't dumb, and I mean, I didn't even really, I didn't give Sonic Boom an honest chance at all, and I mean, I looked at it, and I was like, what did they do to my boy Knuckles when he was walking? Like, I looked at him, and I was like, yeah, I'm not touching it. Um, so, and, and maybe that's like on me, but I don't think I missed out on much, and based on some of the opinions, it doesn't seem like I really did miss out on much. But I thought he was kind of, like, he's not dumb, but he is he's not the brightest. He's he's he kind of double, yeah, he's just double. <laughs> okay, so that's fair. Um, as far as the direction, if I, like, if I were the helm and I were, like, to take over this, um, I think I heard that, you know, and that you, I think it was, uh, Brandon, if I got your name right, you said you didn't want the, uh, like, a crossover as far as, like, generations ago, like, you wouldn't want to see them blended in the same game. I thought that was really well done, because, but, I mean, I would like to see something like Generations again, um, personally. But I think that... Is that because I disliked it? No, I just I should to clarify that. That's not the issue. Yeah, sure, Forces put a bad taste on my map, though, but Classic Sonic should not have been in that game, because he honestly he did not fit in that game. Or Mania Sonic, however you want to classify that version. Oh, gotcha, Sonic, gotcha, gotcha. That's what I mean, like, so, like, in my opinion, though, they should not do that again. 
anytime soon for a long time or hell if at all but it should just focus on one thing because that's the problem they have right now is that right there they couldn't like properly interject them into it and unfortunately society levels were the worst part about forces in my opinion yeah now that i'm sitting here thinking about it i played forces and unironically did enjoy a good bit of it um like i don't think it was like the worst experience i know a lot of people didn't like it um but i found myself actually trying to do like the time challenges and get the rankings but i I can i can see objectively where you're coming from on that one so um i think i would just really like to i i think i would like to see more classics on it and maybe that's just some more like you know childhood but uh, if there were a sonic adventure 3 like i would love to I, i'm afraid of a sonic adventure 3 personally i'm afraid of like you know after having two um if we want to talk about like series and like you know something of that nature this might be an unpopular opinion i don't know don't crucify me but like we got kingdom hearts 3 after however long and I just wish I didn't. I wish it never came out. I wish it was never even teased back when I was in middle school. Um, I want that series to just die. I want it like I only play it for closure. Um, how so, dare you? <laughs> I only play. <laughs> I only play it to see how it ends, and then it doesn't end, and I, I get mad. And I was talking about this earlier today with my friends. Like I'm gonna be like ninety. I'm gonna die before I know how Kingdom Hearts ends. That's how it's gonna be, basically. <laughs> Now, I'm with you with Adventure 3, though. Like, I came at peace of it not coming back because let's be real here, though. Like, Adventure series died with Sonic 06. That's the last short Adventure style game we had. I mean, so, isn't Adventure just the title? Like, what if they yeah. called any of the newer Sonic games Sonic Adventure 3? You wouldn't know the difference. It's angry because look at Sonic Heroes, Shadow Hedgehog, and um, Sonic 06. Those are like, what if they called? Games. What if they called Sonic Frontiers Sonic Adventure 3? Like, would you be satisfied? I mean, if I play, like, I, mean, I mean, I haven't played it yet, so I can't say that. It looks really know. great, but what was the last Sonic game you really enjoyed? Um, the last Sonic game I really enjoyed. Modern Sonic. Modern Sonic. Mm-hmm. Sonic Unleashed, because I haven't played Sonic Colors yet. I have the remaster of. Sonic Colors okay, so what if Sonic Unleashed was called Sonic Adventure Three? Well, I mean, I love the game, so I would have. It wouldn't bother me. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I, I feel you. Plus, what you're saying. It is the... called World Adventure on a ironically, so like you know. It's an adventure game in some capacity. <laughs> well, I think in Japan it was called Sonic World Adventure. Yeah, but I think... legit answer though, like it wasn't bothering me because no, it's a good game. Hmm. Yeah, like, I mean, yeah, there's that, but I think you know, at least for me, and then I'll just say, like after you know, I think Sonic Adventure Two ended on a really great high, right? And I'm gonna go look at that and be like, Sonic Adventure Three, how do you continue this experience, or how do you make this experience that I had from two into three? or whatever right and then like and if it lives up to that sure but i feel like you know like you know it's great but it has to be have like multiple playable characters right like i mean what are the things that made sonic adventure sort of stand out like i think it was you know partially the story some of like you know multiple playable characters and routes like you know storylines like with the true endings and stuff of that nature um i suppose that's about it but as far as the uh you know that i can think of right now because it's been so long since i played it I'm about to go on a Sonic binge after this podcast, I swear. Um, probably going to play Mania, to be honest. But uh, the last Modern Sonic I played, I think maybe Colors? Uh, I can't remember which one came out the most recent. Like, I loved Colors. I thought Colors was super sick. Um, I would love to see something like that again. I thought they had a really cool thing going there. I would like to see some more, like, you know, like some ideas that worked that they didn't just keep doing. Like, it was like, it felt like everything was a new idea with Sonic. and for a while while him still just being fast 
and I would like to revisit some of those older ideas personally. Do the thing that people will hate uh, make another sequel to Unleashed? I would play it. What if I don't Sonic think they'll hate it? Hmm? What if Sonic 06 was called Sonic Adventure 3? Man, it wouldn't exactly. <laughs> that would be the worst Sonic Adventures uh, entry ever. Oh, dude, that game would probably get more shit just because of the name alone. I thought yeah, that it was, it was, I thought this was the entire point of Sonic 06 that it was going to be Adventure 3. I, I, if it was finished, it would have been a great Sonic Adventure 3. Yeah, I, I think the thing is that there are so many expectations. Uh, like a, a little like sort of new journey into Sonic reinventing itself and uh, a lot of areas just kind of well I mean there's some things that worked and then there's some places that dropped the ball like heavily and I don't think that uh, it being unfinished really helped to the game's case I think it did oh man or well maybe I'm not understanding correctly but I think if it was finished it would be a fun game no, I'm, I'm I mean, saying because it was unfinished, uh, a lot of people gave it shit. Oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Because uh, it, it was unplayable. Nobody kind of complains about the, like, anything but the bugs. <laughs> yeah. Or or at least I or I never really hear about the complaints other than the bugs. Or the weird hedgehog kissing scenes. But it, yeah, that's, that's just true, weird, anyway. Yeah, if they remade that game bugs. and called it Sonic Adventure 3... And actually finished the game and like, you know, fix a little things here and there that like the kissing scene and stuff. I think people might be okay with it because it doesn't. Ha Sonic Oh Six is a fan term. Officially, it's called Sonic the Hedgehog. So if we got a remake of that, what would they call it? Like Sonic Advent, uh, Sonic the Hedgehog Remaster or something? You know, like I don't know what they would call it. But uh, a complete remake of it might actually benefit from just being called Sonic Adventure 3. What is Project 06, Brandon? Um, it's a fan-made thing that's um, the latest um, hotness in the indie um, Sonic fandom. Um, I forgot what the guy's name is, though, but he's been working on this thing for a number of years now. And now um, he's trying to get several released for um, the current build of the game. So essentially, he literally took the assets of Sonic um, 06, put them in Unreal Engine, I believe, and just literally recreated the game from the ground up from those assets and rebuilt the um, the gameplay to make it you know, more fun and functional. Is it so done? I, like, no, it's not done yet. No. Silver, does he have not demos? As far as I'm concerned, yes, he does have demos and things oh, I like there. I see this. Yes, I, hope, um, I hope once it's done, Sega's like, yeah, let, let's make this official. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the thing. If the game was like playable, like I just couldn't enjoy it. Like I could not have fun playing it, and that's the only reason I didn't finish it. Like, I liked I mean... it, but I saw its flaws, and I was able to enjoy it. But without those flaws, I think I would have loved it. You know? Yeah, I would yeah, say no, absolutely. Yeah, build a chance. The project was excellent. So it's definitely made with passion, so you you'll definitely enjoy it. Good, good. Right, so that would be else? really cool if they if they re remade it at, or if Sega was like, yeah, let's make this official and it comes to consoles and everything. And because at least from a branding perspective, that means that they might be interested in bringing back some of those things that are 
specific to that game. Like, maybe we'll see some Mephilus merch or something, you know? Well, he is in Sonic Forces now. With, um, the most right, but that's more like a... I don't know, Sonic Forces Speed Battle. Are you talking about the mobile game? Because he's not well, actually battle, in Sonic Forces. Forces. I thought it was... Um, no, it's probably um, the Super Shadow update. Super Shadow uh, update. That's DLC. Yeah, Super Shadow. Yeah, forces. Um. Oh, you're thinking of Infinite, Shadow. right? Yeah. Um. I remember. Um. Mephiles is being mentioned for forces, though. But I might got mixed up with another. Oh, really? Um, Sonic property. Yeah. Check it up real quick. I didn't know there was DLC for that game. Oh, that's... There was a Shadow campaign that was a prequel, I think. Uh, yeah, episode Shadow, cases. which is episode honestly, Shadow. I can't even call that shit a DLC. It's when he tells really... uh, <laughs> when he tells Infinite that he doesn't want to see his face again or something, and so he hides behind a mask. It's like, that okay. boy buried Infinite. Yo, he he was like, "Don't ever show me your face again," and and after that, he started wearing a mask. <laughs> it's like, wow. <laughs> yeah, so Mephiles is in Sonic Forces as a um rival character for Shadow. I don't know how what the context behind unlocking that character or villain for um Sonic Forces still, but yeah, he is in the game now. Uh, oh yeah, battle? Sonic Forces Speed Battle, you mean the mobile game? Yes, that was it. Yeah, that's, okay. That's that's not canon. That's just a an online racing game with a. It's basically a glorified Sonic R that actually plays well, but right, um, right, right. you could try that, right? But like it's very. Online. Mm, money hungry. <laughs> oh well, I'm not surprised. Uh, mobile games, micros, surprise. <sighs> what is is that? The weird hedgehog looking thing, Mephiles that killed Sonic in Sonic 06. Yes. Yeah, it literally shadows um, you know, clone. Like, he's fucking. Well, awesome. he's not his clone, but he took on. No, no, his I'm appearance. not talking about literally. I'm talking about appearance. Yeah. Not in the literal sense. <laughs> right. Well, it's true. But he has two forms. One is Shadow's actual appearance, and the other is like a twisted version of it. Yep. All right. So, any, anyone else on uh, the question about where you would take the series before we uh, do outros? Uh, I mean, honestly, I'd say just build off Frontiers because they have a good foundation. They just need to iron out, like, the. Iron out the issues. <clears throat> Are you referring to a future I game? Like if they were to make a future game. Uh, I mean, more or less, that's pretty much what the question asks. Like, if you were at the helm of Team Sonic, what would you do? I would first and foremost nail down the timeline, the chronology of the series, which I'm doing for fun. Uh, you can look up Sonic video game series timeline or something. What, what did I call it? It's been a while. Part one. Part two should be coming out soon. Yeah. <laughs> oh. To plug it. <laughs> a sign a sideline thing they could do. Uh, re-release Sonic Heroes, Shadow the Hedgehog. Uh, a modern yeah, console species, please. I would like to see... Um, uh, what I want to see is not being afraid of taking... Uh, various spin-off medias and sprinkling sprinkling them in. For example, they treat classic and modern very separately to the point where 
Mighty and Ray, for example, in, are in the classic series and we'll never see them in the modern series. Or, or, you know, like they they really treat them as separately. And I if I was in charge, I'd be like, let's not be afraid to like introduce characters from one era into the other. Or let's not be afraid of bringing in popular characters from other media like Sticks the Badger from Sonic Boom. Like people like Sticks the Badger and want to see her in the main series. Uh, or like Scratch Grounder and Coconuts, for example, from Adventures of people would be down to see in like the the new comics, but or or especially specifically the Freedom Fighters, people want to see them return. So Sally? like, yeah, like Sally yeah. Acorn and the Freedom Fighters. Um, and like we have a somewhat potential excuse to use a version of them, um, because they appear in Sonic Spinball and they recently said Sonic Spinball is canon. So it's like, oh, maybe those, at least for those cameos, those versions of those Freedom Fighters might be able to appear one day, probably exclusively in the classic universe, though, because Sonic Spinball is classic. But that's what I mean. Like, let's not be afraid to introduce some things from other... Uh, I, I don't want to say let's introduce things from other things, but... But you know what I mean, like, let's not be afraid of taking something from one Sonic media that could be reimagined in the main continuity and vice versa. Like, I, I, that's what I would do. I would probably lighten up on that strictness. I think that's actually a really good criticism. I like that. I like that idea. Yeah. So, like, a future Sonic game could have, for example, because we mentioned her, Sally Acorn. Even if she was just like a a background character, it would just be a nice nod. But it's kind of like there was the there were the Sonic Forces digital comics that Sega published uh, and the artist for one of them put Sally and Nicole, I think, and maybe one other character as a cameo in the background. And I think they might have gotten in trouble for it. And it's like, why? <laughs> why would you get in trouble? That's amazing. <laughs> you know, so like, that's what I mean. Like, let's not be afraid of fan service with uh, characters that people want to see. At the very least, characters that people want to see, you know, and then putting them in in the games or the other media. They 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 have a, a habit of of like, oh, this doesn't represent the brand anymore. So let's not touch anything from it ever again, because I I think Sonic is first and foremost. Uh, a brand as opposed to a video game series. Unfortunately, it's become more of like <laughs> he's got the Mickey Mouse syndrome where it's like, oh, that's the brand. So it's like, what is the current brand of Sonic? Well, it's certainly not anything from the past. So we're not going to talk about the past. So I think that's what I would do. I would lighten up on that and be like, yeah, we could bring some stuff back. And the only exception to the rule is classic Sonic. What do you mean? Because they they just keep crossing them over and stuff, and that's sort of oh, yeah. the problem we talked about earlier. Yeah. Uh, but anyone else on things they want to see back again? But modern could work in classic too, uh, because if classic Sonic could go into the modern world, why can't or classic Sonic can meet modern Sonic in his universe? Why can't it go the other way? And especially because infinite gets sucked into the phantom ruby at the end of forces and then it brings sonic back to 
uh, play Encore mode in Sonic Media, uh, why can't we be like, oh, Infinite is now in, in the classic universe or timeline or in the past now? Like, why can't we see Infinite in his modern look in the classic world and be like, you know, where am I or whatever, you know? Hold on, did someone respond? There's, I, I think your idea has a lot of passion. But remember, these characters and universes exist in two different worlds from, let's face it, two different publishers. Hmm. What do you mean? Because we They're know from Sega. history, we know from history that Sega of Japan is not watching what the hand of Sega of America and the entire Western multimedia clusterfuck is doing. Yeah, but but that's but even classic Sonic and modern Sonic are both video games. So like the yeah, Sega of Japan at least is looking at both. Yeah. So they could totally bring Infinite in to that. Yeah. I'm talking about the instance where you're asking for characters from comic books. Oh, 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 yeah. Have more than likely not been released in Japan. Uh, well, Sally is the exception because she was being heavily pushed um, back in the day, like, as, I guess, the female counterpart. Um, like, I think before Amy made her appearance. Yeah. Uh, like in theme parks, there was a statue of Sonic and Sally. And I think it was back when she was had her pink fur and no jacket. Wasn't it Yo, the case the of wasn't it the case of Sonic yeah, no, CD? Wasn't it the case of Sonic CD where it was supposed to be Sally instead of Amy? I don't know. Or am no, I misremembering? No, I don't remember that. I wouldn't Sonic be surprised, CD. though. Yeah. Yeah, I'm having brain rot again. Like, Amy had a different name. She was like, Rosie? She was Rosie the Rascal. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 fun to dream sometimes, but I don't think the Western side of the extended comic universe will ever get along with the video game oh. universe again. Well, not even just the comics, but all media. Hey, Ren. You know? Yeah. Sonic the Fighters 2. I... Fuck off. Ah? <laughs> you know what? That game was fun. If they just tweak it up yes. a bit to be confident, I, I'd Make be all for it. Fighter Five. There's a the fan sequel. Sonic fighting it's, game that's like looks really great. Right, yeah. I'm gonna tell you this right now. I want Arc Systems to make a Sonic Fighters game. Yeah. Yes. Yes. But I want the Arc style from Sonic Battle from the Game Boy events. The Arc style is just sharp as fuck. I want that to come back. Just make a good Sonic fighting game. I think that shit got it. I, I, I liked uh, fighters unironically. They could, follow, they, could, they, they could take notes from the fan one where it's basically uh, Marvel vs. Capcom 3, but with Sonic characters. Yeah. I think that. It looks really good. And and they have audio clips. And so for Mecha Sonic, they use uh, the clips from Super Mario Bros. Z, which even though Mecha Sonic doesn't talk officially, it's cool hearing that cooler voice from DBZ. <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> because that is the voice of... Because in Super Mario Bros. Z, that, that fan animation, the the audio vocals of Megasonic are from uh, Cooler from Dragon Ball Z with, like, a filter. So I think they just took that 
and ran with that. So in this fan fighting game, Mechasonic's voice lines are are that like filtered cooler lines. I'll just do it, Sega. Do like I, I think the main thing is just more experimentation into certain things that that could be potential ideas. That's all I want. Uh, but I think we're gonna do the outros right now before we hit like four hours. This is going on kind of long. Uh, so yes, more than kind of actually. I'm being sarcastic. Hey, hey we we like our Sonic, okay? <laughs> we, we did a Street Fighter podcast, right? You knew what yes. you were getting into. We, we should have done that longer because, man. What all. did we? Anyway. So, what's the outro? Uh, well, Drill, since you talk first, you're the first. Oh, what is that? Paris, Mexican style? <laughs> I heard but, Yeah, it's fine. I was going to say, you can find me on Twitter if it doesn't die within like the next couple days from Red 777. It was supposed to die I, last night, but it didn't happen. It, it might like, be still yeah, there. it was funny. Everyone like putting their goodbyes, and then nothing happened. It it might be a slow burn with all the engineers there. You never know, but hey. But yeah, is. but yeah, I there's like Twitter, and I did post like Discord in the <sighs> tweet. So in case it does die, I do have a backup. I, like maybe maybe if Twitter does burn, go in flames, I'll go to Mastodon. But that's a maybe. Well, I'll be away from the Sonic Passion website. Oh, never mind. I didn't say anything. Uh, Brandon, do your outro. Uh huh. What is? Okay, you can find me on Twitter at Immortal Brando. I have a link tree somewhere. Check that out. And if Twitter dies, whatever, I am not moving to another platform. I don't care for anything else, man. Shame. Made this mistake. I gotta have my clout. So uh, as I. Okay, uh, bro. Uh, as I uh, move to Mastodon, which is in my uh, bio, so you can follow that if you want to. Uh, I don't know, no doom and gloom yet, but you never know. So hey, just find my link tree there. Uh, if not, I'll be on YouTube, Twitch. You, you know where I be. Uh, Renegade Operative, of course. Uh, next up is Rat Rat. Yeah, you can find my YouTube channel at RadRad's Rad Games, and you can find my Twitter account or whatever is left of it because of current events, uh, twitter.com at the RadRad. Mm, next up is Kaneki. Well, you can follow me on Twitter, of course. You know, if it's still up, which it is. Uh, under the same name as Google World Order. Which is the same name I use for my YouTube channel, which would be the only other way to find me if Twitter was decide to shut down like days later. But if you guys, if you guys could hit me up on the YouTube channel and if you want to add me on Discord, that'll be the only other way to reach me because I'm not using another social media platform unless there's a huge alternative Twitter somewhere in the skies. It'll just be yeah. Uh, quick, everyone move to Facebook. It'll be stuck cool. on. Uh, quick, everyone migrate to Parlor. It'll be stuck on uh, Discord forever. All right. So, uh, Drew, it's your turn. Uh, you can find me on Twitter if it's you know still gonna be around. Uh, as Drewmaru underscore comics. So Drewmaru comics. Uh, and on YouTube, I'm Diamond Death. Uh, 
and I'm assuming you'll have the links in the description anyway. Yep, yep, they will but all be there. As my outro, uh, yeah, I love Sonic. Uh, it's super awesome, <laughs> and this is exciting to talk about. Aurora, you are the last one. Outro yourself, good sir. All right. Uh, so um, you can find me on Twitch at Twitch.tv/ProjectAurora. Um, I'm also on YouTube for Project Aurora Plays. Uh, that's for more like JRPG sort of focused content, things of that nature. Um, I am also on Twitter at RT and Aurora. Um, I believe my Discord's probably in at least one of the three platforms I mentioned as well. Um, just as a little about me, um, I am sort of like, as far as streaming goes, I'm a variety streamer, but I also am big into like uh, fighting games. Uh, Fighting games and like is a big passion of mine. I enjoy those, but I also play like a lot of JRPGs, and I try to split the two between YouTube. So whatever is your type of medium, follow there. Pleasure meeting you all. All right, we are going to sign out for this uh, lengthy deep dive into the Sonic mythos and then all that stuff and uh background games and we're gonna sign out from there uh as for other projects there will be a lot coming up so look forward to that and for the people out there listening in youtube land hopefully you guys take care uh stay safe and later i feeling there will be a part two to this too bad it's all over for we, needed a, we need a sonic says to finish it off and sonic says <laughs> Kids, there's nothing more cool than being hugged by someone you like. <laughs> oh. If you're Sonic.